Golden Globies, welcome back. Our hair is very sleek with conditioner. You know what that means? We're going to see the one and only Joel Coleman tonight. He's probably going to bash someone's face open. I'm just there to throw a foreign object to him. I hope Danhausen makes a guest appearance to do tequila on the bar again. He's too big for that shitty show. Don't call it shitty. Well, the show sucks. Joe doesn't. <laughs> the show <laughs> Murray, we've got a big task ahead of us today. Yeah, because I'm exhausted. You're exhausted. I'm going to get through this. And this is a movie that is, I think Wu-Tang have sponsored this movie, the Wu-Tang Clan. I wouldn't be surprised if it's part of the Wu-Tang Collection. Right, it is. Uh, It makes sense because if you're, you're high, this movie probably makes absolute perfect sense to you. It made sense to me, and I never get high. Okay. I get high on life. But That's right. I'm never happy. I wonder if it's more interesting if you're inebriated. We'll have to try that. We'll have to try that. Because Richard Harrison, the least ninja-like actor, has been in at least 17 movies with the word ninja in it. <laughs> I think they're all Godfrey Ho yeah. joints. And you said the best of that is when he has a headband that he would wear. It says ninja across. Hand, or was it actually printed on the headband? That it was that handwritten? Or? Yeah, I think it was printed because there's a little ninja flying next to the... They did have some neat lamps in the first scene of this movie with yeah, the ninjas those, and those shit. Chinese lanterns. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I liked them. I'd buy it those. It looked like they were in a Mexican restaurant. Yes, it did. Yeah. I was waiting for them to just dip into some salsa or something. Some with the teriyaki in it. Of course, Vinny doesn't so doesn't fuck like, with that. It's soy sauce. It's like it's like diced tomatoes <laughs> trenched in soy sauce. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> yeah. Little spices. Get in there. MSG. Yeah, you put a couple Szechuan chilies in there. You got <laughs> you know, it's good. There you go, Vinny. I think I got a new fusion. Try fusion. Has anyone tri fused? I don't know. No, you can't try fuse. <laughs> It's okay. got to be Mexican and Chinese. Okay, you get the base, and then you get... Okay. Even no. though I believe Abdullah the Butcher was the first... He did a rib place slash Chinese place. So yeah. He well, did fuse before we did. Back at my uh, my old house, there was a pizza place on the street where an Italian man married a Thai woman. And so they served pad thai and pizza. That's weird. I wouldn't want either at the same time. It seems like you either want one, move for one or the other. Right. I mean, well, apparently, is they still around? Yeah, It'll Tony Baloney's is it, what it's called. It works apparently. Yeah, I've never tried the Thai. It portion. should be Thai Baloney. <laughs> thai Baloney, I like it. Uh, Riff, what's going on in the world? Yeah, Late we got me. we got some fucking serious matters to get to today. Because Murray, we are. Oh, well, I shouldn't say we. You. Yes. You make effort. You get out there on the Twitter world. You know. I try to push our product as best I can. You try to circulate things that people might like. I to... try to go viral, as yeah. they say, and uh, it rarely ever works. But I got excited this past week for our Megaforce episode. I've never gotten more response to a movie. It's weird. Whenever I talk about like the whole reason we're on Twitter, our show. It's generally crickets. Crickets. Then if I just throw some bullshit out there, blows up. I don't know. But this time, or the rare occasion that our show tweet blew up, got over 200, which is like a million to us. Million. Because, you know, we only have like 1,300 followers or something. Right. But uh, 
Um, yeah, so I was like, oh my god, Griff, this might be it. We, I, I don't know why I believe that because it never turns out that way ever. But you know, our show, it's like we, it's a very our popularity is tiered. Like we we started at a certain level and then we get we go to the next level and then the next level. We we stick on that one level for like a year and then yeah. we go to the next level. Somehow, inexplicably, we just keep climbing up. Yeah, it's one rung at a time. Slowly but surely. I but you you uh got me involved in something very interesting here. A, fa- a very interesting fact and it's just that I realize now that we haven't made it to that next rung yet. Because someone very powerful is stopping us. This is not a lie, everybody. Well, yeah. I mean, the very first... I, I get a little teaser tweet. I tickled your taint with this tweet. I like the use of taint there. Yeah, because uh, if you've seen Megaforce, which apparently none of you have, you love talking about it, but you don't like listening about it, uh, they're wearing... All the Megaforceans are wearing very tight... You can tell if they're Jewish or not. Not Jump nothing's suits. left to the imagination. There, somebody sent me a picture where you could see the guy's dick and balls in his <laughs> suit, and it was weird because the way he positioned his dick, it was like up. <laughs> Usually, you you do it down, right? Like like on your leg kind of thing. Well, Murray, you know something. I Unless have, you have like a hard on, then your dick you can't. I, bend I was it just down. gonna say something. Yeah. I don't know when you learned the lesson, but it was like you know. I remember being in high school and I was having the worst stomach ache and everything. And for some reason, just to make everything so much worse, I had an erection, too, because the teenage years are just great like that. And so I have a stomachache. I have to take the worst shit. The teacher's in the middle of talking. I've got a raging boner for some reason. It's like, I got to get to the bathroom. And so I just fucking you just shot piss right in up. your face? I mean, and that's when I learned yeah. to tuck it into the waistband. Well, you, yeah, you gotta do something about it. What I'm just saying. You can't just, just have a fucking tent poking, poking out. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Did, did, was this guy? I mean, maybe that because you couldn't wear underwear with those jumps. You could, obviously. So maybe the rubbing of that like satiny fabric got his dick hard. That could have been it. Silky fabric. I yeah, don't know. ladies will wear satin fabric and just rub a dick like a, you know a lamp. That that's prob- a thing. It probably is. That's how weird the world is. Yeah. It probably is a thing. You that's just pulled how- that out of your ass, and I bet that's like thousands of people. I bet that's a category on Pornhub <laughs> or something. I bet that's something Dino Velvet got into. Well, we'll get to him later. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, so I put, I put a very... It's just a picture of fucking Barry Boswick's butt in, those, in that jumpsuit, clothed, flat as a fucking pancake, no curves. You can barely tell what it is. Barely. I posted it almost immediately. You have been flagged for sensitive. I mean, this isn't a joke. You've been flagged for sensitive materials. Uh, I, apparently, been- I had to put like the because I, I I explained to Griff people are putting hardcore porn all over Twitter. Hardcore porn. It shows up constantly. Yes. Gloved hands of velvet rubbing on a cock. Yes. So I'm like, what? Like, what is? What is? What's going on, Elon? I thought freedom was going to reign on Twitter. And then I went down. You, everybody, do your own research. So I did my own research. I thumbed through every photo, every video of Elon I could. And then it hit me. Elon has no ass. 
He takes everything on Twitter so personally. He came across that we were ascending up to billions in whatever the currency of Twitter is nowadays. Yeah, that was going to be the turning point. That's right. And he squashed it like a bug. He laid his little pancake ass on our golden phoenix. We were going to the next tier, the next rung, and he squashed it. But it never fails. Like, every time we have a show, it's like, our tweets are doing well. Nobody listens to it, and vice versa. Like we'll be like a show. I get like three likes on something. I'm like, yeah. well, this is gonna be a shitty week for us, Griff. It fucking blows up. Yeah. I don't get it. It's just the law of Twitter. It's the law of Twitter. And speaking of the laws of Twitter, once you get one bad news, you just get all the bad news in the door because you just put out a harmless tweet. You know, everybody operates in circles. This was another one that went viral. Golden Globus level. Like, yeah, yeah. You were just harmlessly putting out like, oh, this is an interesting like little. Yeah, I just happened to be watching Mario Bava's Planet of the Vampires, which uh, the book also was the basis for Life Force, one of our favorite canon movies. I think this movie was probably more close to the book because they actually were on a Planet of Vampires. Okay. Unlike Life Force where they land on our planet. And they had these leather jumpsuits with, like, colored piping on it. And I was like, where have I seen that before? Yeah. And I'm like, aha! Oh, ha. The Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, X-Men, they wear those. So I just put, hey, I wonder if the person who, de- person who designed the suits for the X-Men movies is a fan of Planet of the Vampires. Very innocuous. Very innocuous. So and everyone loved it. They're like, "Wow, I never, th- I've never heard of this. I've never seen this. This is new to me." And I'm like, "I am happy to fucking educate you." you That's know? right. So we get like 200 some like likes on it. It's slow grower. It wasn't blowing up. It was yeah. just you just get every like five ten minutes you get a like. On Good it. thing Elon's butt wasn't in there. Yeah, and because uh, especially that leather suit, you can there's at least nothing to imagination for real. And then some fuckwad. There's always one of them every time. Yeah, these people. I've like I've, I've I've said to Griff, ninety percent of Twitter, including us, are people just trying to get over with the at other ten percent. Yeah, it's just people trying to get themselves over. Nobody wants to help anybody out. Nobody yeah. wants to, you know, promote help promote somebody. They want to glom onto you and promote themselves. So this guy has to be a naysayer, and he has to, because he retweets it so he can like. Siphon off like he's a parasite, so he can siphon off my likes. Like use my tweet and then his little snide comment to like you know. How is that gonna win him any favor though? Well, if you look at the picture of this guy, he's got the most slappable face I've ever seen. Wasn't he holding up like a tiny Leia uh, action figure? Some some Star Wars bullshit. Bullshit. But he was like, everybody knows that. Yeah. Obviously not. There's 200 people that did not know that. Right. And so go fuck yourself. This looked like a goober who would be like, Pavement actually is the only band. Stephen Malkmus is a goddamn genius. And He looked insufferable. The only reason why the Silver Jews were a decent band was because Silver Stephen Malkmus was involved. Hey. Don't don't need his lunchbox. Just sleep in the lunchbox. It's not a lunchbox. Bud. It's the cooler. I've never had lunch in this. I should start. <laughs> you bite my hand, you asshole. <laughs> this cat's a fucking douche. He's Did you send well. that fucking tweet? You fuck. <laughs> you fucking cat. It's right the worst opening ever. 
It's the best opening ever. So, You're just cranky. Uh, yeah, I am. So, yeah, fuck you, guy. Go fuck yourself. What the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing? Why are you going out to the internet to try to people tell people you can't? You can't because just he can't get himself over. So he has to like a parasite. He's got to latch on to me. He's like the those little fish that follow the shark around and like nibble off the, yeah. the scraps. Yeah, it's That's not he not is. quite a parasite, but a parasite. He's very parasitic in what he does. Yeah, he's a failure even as a parasite because he's not even he's a failure leeching off the shark. Yeah. yeah, get the whole fucking cast of Star Wars. And action figures, so you have friends to He's talk to. He's a human to. hagfish. Have you ever seen those? Hagfish, no. They're like, they're like eels. They're repulsive creatures. They're like, they have, I don't think they even have eyes. And they have a circle mouth just full of teeth. It's oh, repulsive. That is repulsive. And they just latch on to like whales and sharks and shit and just suck the blood off. We're going to find a picture of that fish and pr- remove the guy's hair and put it on that <laughs> fish and send it to him. That's the only thing that guy had going for him with his hair. He had hair. He looked like he was in his late 30s, and he had hair still. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, fuck you. Go okay. back to those gold sounds, you is piece any, of shit. Is there anything else? I don't know if there's anything else. Do we want to brighten the mood, or do we want to try to talk about this movie? Uh, I looked up. This movie was directed by the prolific, misunderstood genius in my eyes, Godfried Ho. And I was like, I think we did a Godfrey Ho movie. Okay. Yeah, we did. The greatest fucking movie of all time, Undefeatable. Godfrey Ho is a master of the villain, because the villain in this movie is fucking great. Yes. And the villain, of course, in Undefeatable, Stingray, another ocean creature. That's right. (laughs) Amazing. I loved uh, a lot of the thematic stuff that was happening here. You had Tiger. You had Jaguar. I had closed captioning. YouTube's closed captioning, which is just roundabout kind of thing. Yeah. So I actually thought Jaguar's name was Jaguar 1. Yeah, it was Number. Wong. By the way, great fucking name. Yeah. Great porno name. Jaguar Wong. If there's anybody out there looking for their porn star name, Jaguar Wong. Every time he walks in the room for his scene. Or should I say Swagwar. Wong, because this guy's got swag coming out the ass. Oh, yeah. I wonder if this was... We don't know, because this... you We mentioned it, so we're doing movie now. <laughs> yeah, we're doing the movie. <laughs> um, You mentioned it, I think, already. This is two movies spliced together. Godfrey Hall was famous for just... Maybe he had an idea for a movie that was 20 minutes, and he had to pad it somehow. Right. So you just go, hey, I'll just use this other movie. I'll just... We just dub everything, so I'll just change the dialogue. Right. Because, yes, we have a ninja movie, about 20 minutes of a ninja movie, and like an hour of a drug, like an Interpol guy versus a drug guy. Yeah. And And the the connecting tissue to this all, a guy in Godfrey Ho Genius, assuming he actually did make that movie. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay. I think think he just just reuses a lot of the shit from his other movies. Okay. Okay. So he had the genius to put the connecting tissue as... A Garfield phone. It's as simple as that. Yes, people. If you've never seen Ninja Terminator, this is... Everyone's seen the meme. Exactly. The guy, the white guy, the mustache, answering a Garfield phone. This is that movie. Now, I've heard a lot of people try to do this movie, and they all failed. And that's where we... Well, they're not us. ...succeed. You're going to understand this movie by the end of the day. I'm going to understand the movie yeah, by the end I of the day. I already understood it. I've seen it twice. Professor Murray, of course, understood the movie. I can make remote control time bombs, and I can explain this movie to you. 
think about all the great gadgets that are in this movie. We do have a time bomb. High tech. Very, very mission. I, this, I think Tom Cruise cited this as one of the inspirations for Mission Impossible because very high tech equipment being used, very stealth. Magic, teleportation. That's right. A lot of fog, a lot of extinguishers. Lot, lot of, yeah, not fog, fire extinguishers. Yeah. That was the weapon they used. <laughs> that was the weapon of choice, actually. If a lot you of go smoke, by, a lot of mirrors. A lot of smoke and mirrors. Ninjas are basically assassin magicians. Now, if you've ever thought yeah, that's that... That's what ma- ninja means in Japanese, assassin magician. We've already educated people far more than oh. any of the other people who try to cover this movie have. So, you're welcome. But I want you to put this thought in your brain. Everybody knows the blonde wig that Tiger wears. Tom Cruise and that wig. Mission Impossible 7. Is that the one coming out? I don't know how many there are. Murray, I don't know either. I've, I've seen some of them. I enjoy them in the, the, in the moment. And as soon as I walk out of a Mission Impossible movie, I forget everything that happened. Is I, there anyone that could knows the, the, the plot to any Mission Impossible movie? I defy you to come up with one. The thing I will give um, Mission Impossible, I don't remember a whole movie. You have to find something to to stop something. Yeah. I could not tell you the story of any of them. I've seen like two maybe, but I can tell you that they've had memorable scenes at least, which is far better than most movies. I don't even remember the scene. Mission Impossible has the descending scene down the silo, so that's a big one. And then when that I, one was parodied a lot. So yeah, exactly, exactly. And then Mission Impossible Two, I saw in the theater. It was John Woo, wasn't it? I I don't know. Were there a lot of pigeons flying around. I don't remember any pigeons. All I remember was seeing. I I don't remember what year it came out. I want to say I was twelve or thirteen, and there was a woman's cleavage, and that's the only scene I remember. Is that what Memorable. gave you the boner in class? Were you thinking yeah, about Mission was Impossible that. 2? Honestly, I was reading the Phoenix Saga, so it might have been something to do with, uh, what's her name? Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Which takes us back to the X-Men. That's right. See? You think we're, <laughs> you think we're just like this meandering and just drifting around, no. not knowing where we're going? No. I see, this is why we can't do video either, because we have the red string drawn out how we're going to well, bring our conversation. Well, apparently, we, we if we do video, well, it couldn't be on Twitter, because it would just fucking, Elon would get so jealous. Unless we put a laptop with porn on in the background, and then yeah. Elon will be okay with it. Yeah, it's woman with all her holes filled. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's what you can see on Twitter, girl. But what's we need the audience to understand before we go into this movie is that we have three main ninjas mm-hmm. and two white two guys. Two main ones. The third one's in it for five seconds. Exactly. But he is a big part of like the impetus of this movie. So they steal this golden statue. They part ways. And then we have a ninja empire. Evil ninja empire. And that's my favorite Rage Against the Machine album, Evil Ninja Empire. That's right. By the way, why are conservatives... Love, why do conservatives love Rage Against the Machine so much? Don't they? They don't get it. Are they clueless. Well, they're so. Do they think they're? They, they, they think they're raging against the machine, even though they're they're they are the machine. They don't understand that the machine isn't big government; it's capitalism. That's Rage's whole rap, right? Yeah. Mainly. I mean, yeah. they they bitch about. I mean, I don't. Know, I never like Rage Against the Machine because I guess I'm not conservative enough to like them. <laughs> but why? I don't get it because the most douchebaggiest libertarian fuckwads love Rage Against the Machine. They do. 
it just you're the machine to them people it hits so many gen xers and gen x is of course a lot of the like younger politicians who are like rage against machine was cool back in the day bro and it's like no all i got to say anybody who thinks rage against the machine is great go listen to the, the uk subhumans they're way better political band. we saw them years ago we did yeah way better way more intelligent yeah check that out all right you're talking about the ninjas. So we, what I want to make sure we get across to the audience here, we have. Oh, three by the way, we were talking oh. about all the Twitter people we hate. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to my man in Finland. He gave us some love, Helsinki, I believe. Because we always get we get a download from Helsinki a lot. Oh, shout out because my grandmother was Finnish. I'm one quarter Finn myself, so I, I'm the mother country. Shout out to you. Much love to Finland. Thanks for the appreciation. But uh, so I want to get across here. We have three ninjas. They separate from the ninja empire. One of them, Baron, goes on to get his own group, and he he's going a drug dealer. And he becomes a drug dealer. So remember, we're slicing together a ninja story with the drug. So somebody has to be working with the drug dealers. Right. It's Baron. Baron and, Trump. And then <laughs> that's right. And then you have Harry, our other white guy with Garfield phone. He separates. Richard Harrison. And he basically just becomes a stay-at-home husband, boyfriend. He's either in his camouflage ninja outfit or his sweatsuit. <laughs> Except the one scene he's one, in a suit. One scene he's in a suit. Because he's a very dapper, debonair-looking fellow. But he looks like a slob. He dresses like a slob. He dresses like movie. a slob the whole time. Yeah, and he's you know always I feel about people in sweatsuits. He's always just sitting on the couch next to his Garfield <laughs> That's his command center. Is he waiting for a call to call? Is he waiting to get a job interview or something? Is that what it is? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and then we have the Yamamoto clan, which never seems to really gestate into anything. I thought that was the Ninja Empire. I think so. I think it has to be. I don't know. I don't remember even hearing the word Yamamoto. But so, that must have been the Ninja Master. So we have... Kind of two opposing factions with third one that's kind of there but barely there. And then we have Jaguar, who's clearly in a movie of his own. Jaguar Wong versus Tiger Chan. Uh, and so Tiger Chan is supposed to be Baron's hench guy. By the way, yeah, you're going to look. Yeah, he in, 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 the, in the real movie, I bet he was the main bad guy. Yes. But he's the hench in this one. You're gonna see how to build a villain perfectly oh in Ninja God. Terminator. When I was I was constantly intrigued by Tiger Chan. Like, what's he gonna do? When's he gonna break out? When's he gonna do anything? They just tease you. Yeah. Tease you with Tiger Chan. And then he just fucking blows his load on your face right at the end. When he Did sees. you like how they worked in the mysticism? You're always talking about that perfect balance of mysticism. Yes. I mean people's clothes changing. Like in a second, teleportation. Right. Right amount of ninja magic. All the... all the. I don't think there was any ninja magic in Ninja 2, was it, there? I don't remember. Yeah, it was like a month ago. It might as well be 20 years. It might as well be 30 years ago. But, yeah. Uh, no, this is... If you haven't seen this movie, check it out. It's on Tubi. Uh, it's on I got to believe... I hope... This was the pan and scan cut because everything is out of frame in this movie. Oh, my God. There's so many scenes. They had, it had to have been cut for pan and scan because there's a scene where you, you had the three pieces together and you only see the centerpiece because it can't fit in the screen. Right. I think, yeah. There's important gifts. You We're, know, a man like Godfrey Ho, it's like fucking 
cinematic it's intro vision it's like you know yeah. panorama if you're still around for this opening bit there's a lot to look forward to in the movie uh, i believe we're charting on the Sveetsen scale i said i believe it was in the last week yeah it was because shaw brothers did megaforce that asian movies are very chase there's not a lot of fucking mm-hmm. like this rubbing a nose is like basically anal <laughs> and this one Two fuck scenes. Yeah. That we're going to break down on the Swedes and scale. So I was got, shocked by this. Yeah, that to look forward to in this movie. You have robots. You have. There's so much crazy. There's no hang gliders. I'm sorry. No hang That's gliders. it. That's for no all the movies. No trepidity. No trepidity. No uh, Kane, Shane, Kazuki brothers. Nothing like that. Uh, there's a hell of a lot of weirdness, and that's what we specialize in at Golden Globus Theater. That's right. So let's get these people on the choppy tar, and choppy we will. Choppy tar. That's right, the choppy tar. The hardest water to traverse is choppy tar. Pirates of the Car- Wait, what was it? I think this show was called Pirates of the Black Tar. It's a cartoon from my youth. Why are they using the word tar so much? Uh, Because the oceans got turned to tar. And they were pirates. And I think they said, Largy Tot! And I don't know what that means. I don't remember anything. That makes 200 of us. <laughs> Whoever's listening doesn't know either. But all right, everybody. Take your Garfield phone off the hook for the next, I don't know, hour <laughs> as we delve into the Godfrey whole world of Ninja Terminator. Witness a bloody struggle over the search for the unlimited force of the Golden Ninja Warrior. Ninja Terminator, an outstanding action-packed adventure between a triangle of the deadliest ninja warriors. You want the Golden Ninja Warrior all for yourself? Look at this. Yes, that's my ninja star. (laughs) Right? It's my ninja star. This is yours. Ninja Terminator, a spectacular story of betrayal and lust, the supreme power of ninja technique. Ninja Terminator, the weapon, the combat, and the intrigue enter the heart-stopping world of the Ninja Empire. Ninja Terminator! 
Ninja Terminator. Classical ninja fighters versus a world of guns, explosives, and even high technology. Ninja Terminator. Don't miss it. Coming soon to this screen. All right, everybody. We open right up to credits of weapons. This is a very uh, traditional martial arts kind of opening. You either have someone doing katas or you just show weapons. Yeah. Very, I want to say Bronx Warriors or Escape from... It was Bronx Warriors. You just see weapons that they weaponry that a ninja would use. I bet show Kazugi probably let them rent his weapons for a day I think for so. this shot. And we can see bits of it. Like I said, it's pan and scan, so I'm, sometimes you have to use your imagination. Right. <laughs> and, but we see, like, the shurikens, and we see the little, like, little knives they throw. Yeah. Shurikens, uh, from what I have understood, shurikens have two different shapes to them, which, I don't know. That's from video games. That's Pointy what video and dull. games talk to me. Huh? Pointy and dull. They have the ninja star. Apparently, those are also called shuriken, and then they have the knife with the like the finger loop on them. Supposedly, those are called shurikens too. No, I didn't so know I don't either. know what to I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't know either. Okay. So we get that, and we get our credits. There was uh, I want to say there was a guy like the editor was named Andy Poo or something like that. <laughs> Rudy Poo, Andy. <laughs> All right, now we are in Japan, aka someplace in Hong Kong. And uh, there's, we're at the Ninja Mexican restaurant, where they're, right. their lair, the Ninja Empire's lair, and we see uh, we see Richard Harrison, Harry. That's we right. See... It is camouflage. Uh, no, ninja. I believe he was. He was wearing... just in black or I think red. He was in black. Okay. I think he was in black. And yeah, he was in black because all of the three guys were wearing black. All the rest were wearing red. Okay. Okay, like you said, we got these great Chinese lanterns with a stencil of ninjas on them. It's beautiful. It looks very authentic, like a ninja temple. Perfect restaurant lighting. Yeah. And there is a table with a checkered uh, tablecloth. That's right. And we see these these ninjas pull out this box, and they pull out the, 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 the junkiest trinket. They probably just got it at some, like, tourist trap like store in hong kong right and cut it into three pieces it's very much the statue from the old show legend of the hidden temple i, I don't know that. i know that's past your time if you were watching that i'd be worried it's like uh goblin because it was a weird goblin it was, it was very goblin with a shuriken like glued to the head it had bulging eyes and a big nose and then you had two two arms each holding a samurai sword in different positions one's holding it up one's holding it down yeah and so the ninja master i by the way the i i was very upset with these ninja costumes they're basically just wearing hoodies with the drawstrings tied really tight around their face yeah and a guy liner well they got to have the guy liner the guy liner they wore like all the time they like, for, yeah, they swell, yeah. Like, I swear there was a scene where Harry was just sitting by his Garfield <laughs> phone waiting for it to ring, and he had the guy liner on. Well, just the case. Good, it's a good look. 
Except on Baron. Baron, I did not like one, <laughs> because he always looked sweaty and disheveled. Like every time he's like, like his well, hair, he didn't have bangs, but he had like. The yeah. dangling hair. He, he did like the modern thing where people are like shaving, but then he's got a little droopy droodle of hair over his head. But yeah, you're right. He was always. So it wedding. makes sense that he was he turned to dr- dr- drug yeah. dealing. Well, right. that that kind of lifestyle will make you sweat. Right, because he was always sweating. You never know. And his guy liner was you. always like smudged because was. he was sweating so much. It was. He did not know how to put on guy liner. No. Richard Harrison, he's done 15 of these. He knew exactly. Perfect. Right. Looking like Ozzy Osbourne. I, met, I, I, I think I forgot to mention in the top half, but Tubi suggested it to me, a movie called like uh, Ninja Dragon. Yeah. And so I clicked around in that because Richard Harrison was in it, and he was wearing the same ninja outfit. So some of the scenes from this movie might be borrowed from that movie. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, so... The three They're, students come in. They assemble <laughs> the statue. Three pieces. The all three pieces, and then they sit back and they're praying to it. And then our master comes he, in. We're gonna say he's Yamamoto. Maybe he is. He's got the red hoodie on. That's like drawn really tight. But he's he's Asian. Like I don't know why all these white guys like in the high up in the ninja hierarchy. I, I don't know what happened. Maybe they were dropped there by plane, like the last samurai. And he's like, ha, 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 we have we have united the ninja the ninja golden warrior statue. And then he starts doing a ritual. And apparently, what happens is when you put the statue together and do the ritual, your body's invulnerable. You That's cannot, right. You can just break a samurai sword on your arm. That's right. And he he goes to Baron and Harry and he's like, do well, your best, do your worst. You got to remember why they're coming together on this occasion, Murray. It's the 20th anniversary of the Ninja Empire. Well, they bring out the they bring out the cookie brownie served on a you know bed of white ice cream. White ice cream. Bed of white ice cream. <laughs> what are you talking? They didn't have a. Uh, I remember what was that? Chi-Chi's. Remember Chi-Chi's? <laughs> yes, I remember. They had that great fried ice cream. You ever had yeah. that? Yeah, I would love to have some of that now. The the family story of Chi-Chi's <laughs> is that my mom would get upset and yell at people, and so she disappeared. Your the mom one time. is the original Karen. Is your mom's name Karen? Yeah, uh, Dana. But uh, so she disappeared for a while, and then we just heard the blender going off. So the story's still circulating. Anytime we hear a blender, is uh oh, mom's getting her way. We said shoved a person in the blender for not not giving us the right food. Someone's got to take charge. Someone's got to take charge. That's why Chi-Chi's went out of business. That's right. So they're at their. They're, they have yeah. They have the the uh, Baskin <laughs> Robbins. They actually got the fucking pistachio ice cream with the <laughs> vanilla cake. That's why I got the fucking uh, mint mint uh, chocolate chip. They stole your cake. Well, that's what a ninja would do. That is what a ninja would do. They're bastards. Bastards. And so they finish. He master finishes up the whole fucking seance, and he's like. You motherfuckers, take me on. And Baron, or was it Toshi or whatever his name was? Tatoni? Tamashi. Tamashi. I don't know if it was Tamashi or if it was They all got a chance. Harry was the last one. He's the whelp of the group. Whelp? What's the sad puppy called? Runt. He's the runt of the letter. And they're just going ching, 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 hitting his arms. Like, ha, 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 ha. The ninja golden warrior is the greatest you know sir you are the greatest you're the greatest ninja of all time and all right this immediately after the ceremony we get in a, an abrupt cut and yeah. when you're trying to do notes and watch a movie 
You miss when these things just switch so quickly. We're just seeing ninjas running around. We see three black ninjas, Tamashi, Baron, and Harry. Yeah. Apparently, they stole each stole a piece of the the thing. Yes. The statue, and they're they're and what he's doing. The ninja tippy tap run yes. where you don't take you take you go really fast, but you don't take long strides. Right. Like tippy tapping it. I think of uh, Ninja Gaiden. All the cutscenes in that game had those. And they're based. It looks like they're at, at a community college, a campus of a community. I'm college. glad I was going to just jam that in there. That's what they're going upstairs that are under <laughs> awnings and everything. Everything about this reminds me of Madonna University. And they're just doing cartwheels, and we see that the red ninjas are trying to stop the black ninjas. One thing I'll give Godfrey Hall: great color coordination of the ninjas. I could tell what was going on. It didn't get confusing for me. I knew the red were the bad, or at least they were for Yamamoto. Yeah. Oh, at this point, I thought the black were bad because they stole the the statue. Right. I didn't know. Because we don't know at the time that the Ninja Empire is evil until we learn later on. Right. Although Star Wars has always taught us empires equal evil. Yeah, and ninjas are evil usually. Well, yeah, they should be. Unless it's Joe Kazugi. That's right. And so people are just doing flips, cartwheels, shurikens being thrown into people's faces. This is where we get our first exposure to just the amount of fire extinguishers. If only we knew. <laughs> if only we knew. 9,000 fire extinguishers in this movie. <laughs> it is blowing. What is it? What do they call it? The stuff that comes out of a fire extinguisher. Is there a name? Yeah, for that? I don't know. Jim Cornette would know because he always talks <laughs> about the fire extinguisher spot. Yeah, there's one you don't want to inhale; it'll kill you. Right. And so they get away. The three ninjas get away. Now, my favorite kids movie: The Three Ninjas Get Away. I know. I maybe we'll see that in Griffiths in July. So now we get the cut of like the goons going up to the master. You know, the guy we just saw getting beat up with swords and not taking any uh, damage from it. He's told Harry, Baron, and Tamashi. I wish he was told that. He's told Harry, Baron, and Tamashi. Because I was like, what were their names? I know. I know. But yeah, Harry, Baron, and Tamashi are responsible for the theft of the Golden Ninja Warrior. No time to waste here, Murray. Two years later. In Hong Kong, we see Tamashi, one of the thieves, doing his ritual in front of the the main piece, the face, the goblin face. Yeah, he got the bust. That's the yeah. one you want. You don't right. want a fucking arm with a sword. Yeah, because it? a bust you can at least display. Like, as an art piece, an arm holding a sword? What is that? Right. Well, you notice the other two did not display theirs. Yeah, because they're embarrassed. Exactly. And, and then we see a red ninja pop up behind them. So, so, so we're kind of confused with the powers of the statue because... You're led to believe it only makes you invulnerable if the three pieces together. But sometimes, like temporarily, if you make you do the ritual in front of one piece, it can make you temporarily in, invulnerable. And the other thing I don't get about this is later, much later, and we're only bringing it up because we're informing you guys. We're doing the research for you here. The goon that's about that's fighting him here, or uh, you know, over Tamashi here. Is telling him, yes, Tamashi was in the middle of finishing the God Seance, whatever it was called. I don't remember what the it was called. The Tenth Power of the Ninja. Tenth Power of the Ninja. He was going through the whole fucking thing, and I stopped him before he could finish it. So apparently, you can take one third of it, pray to it, and get some kind of power. This yeah. is not a Dragon Ball situation where you need all three parts. I, well, no, I read it as it's permanent or at least you can you you get to turn it off when you want if you have all three pieces right and if you have one it's temporary right 
It's like uh, it's like Ultraman, where he would turn into Ultraman, and almost immediately his butt beeper and his chest would go off, or he's gonna die, and he had to turn back to Hayata. Oh, okay. It's like that. So I don't know how this even equates to it, but I I just like to think about it like that. Our seven, our golden statue from that uh, Don or Rod Mitchell or whatever. Golden his name. needle. Golden needle. No erections in this movie though. Only yeah, a but few. But if you had only one piece of the golden needle, you get. Like you get whiskey dick. It's like it gets a little bigger, but it it you can't, can't get do it. hard. You can't do anything with it, right? You like, lose. You're feel- like you're like getting a shoehorn to get it in the pussy, like, right? You know, even it doesn't if you, work. Even if you like flag somebody down with it, it's like you don't have any sensation. So it's like, uh, yeah, nothing's it's good. Useless. Here. It's useless. And so, all right, the the Ninja Empire gets one of their pieces back because uh, the Red Ninja kills Tamashi. Yeah, I don't think we said that yet. Uh, throws a shuriken in his back, and shurikens work very much like gun. They leave shrapnel everywhere. Yes. Because we're going to learn from his brother in a minute here that, that the cops found metal debris. Of metal, yeah, in his back. So now we're at the funeral. We see he only has uh, two family members, a brother and sister, Machiko and Akaza. And they're like, Tamashi, he was out. Why would anyone want to kill Tamashi? He was the salt of the earth. He was a great guy. He, you think he was involved with drug dealing? And during this whole scene, like you've been saying, like the pan and scan, yeah. the way they film, these characters are not in frame at all. Yeah. Like you see well, the... You, you never see two characters in frame talking to each other ever. It's either one or the other. Yeah. So you see like... Bad ha- pan and scan. Really bad. It. Like I swear you only see like half of uh, Michiko's face here. Or Michiko was uh, the sister. Yeah. A- Azaka. You see like half of his face and then Ikaza. we're just... Ikaza. And then we're looking at just the coffin. No coffin. They're looking at the... He's buried. It's like a oh, tombstone. Oh, he's already buried? Yeah, oh, they're like at his tombstone. Oh, okay. I thought he was at a coffin. And... You know, that was that's the thing. They they couldn't afford to have like a funeral set. They just went to a cemetery. And go, that's his fucking and grave now. The brother is telling his sister, you know, I don't know what our brother was up to. Was he part of like some kind of triad? Was he dealing drugs? Uh the police say they can't do anything. Their hands are tied. But there was shrapnel from a shuriken in his back. We got to do our own research all right another quick cut this movie's filled with quick cuts this is where we see my favorite character of the movie your favorite character of the movie everyone's favorite character. everybody's tiger chen main henchman of baron all right this guy white suit white tie white shoes white golf gloves black shirt though so yeah. he, he, it's good. You don't want to be too monochromatic. No, yeah, you gotta have makes the, it pop. Exactly. I was just gonna say you gotta have something in there to make that white pop and all. Oh. And well, you want to talk about popping? He is wearing Red Brown's Your wig. Yes, he it's is. It's from the great movie Your. He looks like looking like an Asian he man. He's got this fucking <laughs> and it's like <laughs> why? Because why not? And why I love not? it. Well, this is what we love about Godfrey. He's not afraid to like put random bits in there that just fucking 
just draw your eye to it because otherwise this movie's kind of boring. Yeah. Instead, we get it's little, a feast for the eyes. Yeah. Instead, we get little robots. We get a man in a wig who are like, what the fuck's going on with this Well, guy? at this point, we don't know it's a wig. Right. This is like one of the gif heaviest. This is the most memeable <laughs> movie I've ever seen. And I've seen like the golden wig. And I, I, I've seen the Garfield phone. But you know what I've never seen? We'll talk about it later. Is a barren scene, and I'm gonna fucking halt the show to talk about it. Okay, and I'm gonna get you a video of that. Speaking of Baron, Tiger Chan is reporting to his boss Baron. Apparently, he's an evil ninja. So I'm, I'm still confused. I'm thinking Harry and Baron and Tamashi are evil, right? And that the Ninja Empire is a force of good at this moment, right? And like you said, Baron, all sweaty, smudged eyeliner. Okay. <laughs> Swe- Baron at this point is just living in his house apartment. We don't know because it's just close-ups of him standing uh, in front of a white wall. And even- right, because you'll notice why well, you can tell this is two movies because you never see Tiger and Baron in the same frame. Yeah, they're always you know he, he, Tiger talking <laughs> to somebody. Tiger is in his own palatial estate, looking down on his own henchmen from a giant staircase. Well, not hitting this scene. He's he's at Baron's place, and he's talking about a future drug deal. It's about to go down. He's like, you know, it's coming in in the into the, at the docks. Oh, by the way, Tamashi was found dead because we know he's friends with Baron. I mean, he's working for Baron. I don't know. Who knows? And uh, Baron's like, oh my god, that, that was my chance to get that second piece. I'll have two to one over Harry. Right. Get that fucking piece. Go. I know he has a brother and a sister. See what they know about that statue, because I know he hid it somewhere. So now we cut over to the goons, and they're just hanging out by a country, you know, like a bending road, and they're getting... Well, now Tiger, you know, then, then it goes back to Tiger. He's at... Because Tiger always reports to his goons at the top of a staircase. Oh, and okay. And he's, he's got his cane. He's got... He's great, man. So, uh, Tiger's in this movie for, like, maybe 15 minutes, and 12 of those minutes are just from the staircase. Yes, and he's always looking... Because that's what... It's a place of power. You're looking down on your right. underlings. Your underlings it are helps, really under you. It helps that his underlings are always on a knee looking up at him, like, coach right. style, you know? And he's like, go out and get this statue. Kill if I need it. And then, all right. Now we're with our goons. They're out on some bi- they, bending road. They hillside. know, for some reason, they know that Ikaza and Machiko are going to stop to stretch their legs. That's right. That's the power of a ninja. Right. Maybe there's a billboard that says, you should stretch your legs. Maybe they saw Ikaza drinking a Pepsi, and they were like, Judging by the way a Pepsi goes through you, it'll be at this exact moment he has to stop and yeah. take a pee break. Maybe that's why people like Pepsi. It's a very like microwave timing. A I drink a, yeah. pe- a Pepsi, I have to pee. <laughs> right. That's got to be it. So they're hiding. They're we're like, we, I don't know when this fucking movie came out. It might have been this section might have been seventies movie because they do a very seventies fashion. Everything about this is seventies fashion. It could literally be like the Tiger shit is from the seventies, and then then again, I don't know because Jaguar looked kind of modern. He had short hair. He didn't have like the. But then again, Lily was very seventies herself. Oh, then again, who knows what the fashions in Hong Kong were in nineteen eighty six? So. Godfrey gives us a first-person view of like a guy pulling up, and we see through a scope as the car's coming down the you know the bend. Right, and they stop to stretch their legs, and this is where the goons attack. They all got pantyhose on their heads. 
Anytime someone is near a car, they must be punched over it. So Ikaza gets punched over it. He goes flying <laughs> over it. That's action, baby. And then he gets stabbed. Like he fights a little because every every Asian knows a little bit of martial arts. We right. learned that from movies. Right. But he's not enough for four guys in pantyhose. Right. So they stab him, kill him. That's the last we ever see of Ikaza. Like no, everyone just forgets about him. And then Machiko just gets away. Yeah, somehow. How? We're in the middle of nowhere. She's got a Pepsi running through her body. I guess she pissed herself. Maybe that scared the goons away. Maybe none of them are in the piss play. No, no one's wearing a yellow bandana, I can tell you that much. All right, we're like 20 minutes. We haven't had his training scene yet. Here's one for you. Harry, they go back. Harry, we talk about the importance of training in nature. Of course. Sometimes you can't train in nature. You live in a city. You live in the Big Apple. You have commitments to a girlfriend slash wife at home. You can't get out there. So there, you can do a apartment training. Right. It's, it's, it's feasible. You got to think about it this way. The ground is lava. So what he's doing is like somersaulting over little like little coffee tables and stuff. And he's doing pirouettes and parkour type is- style stuff. Is he, he? This is where we see him in his camo. He's job, already in his camo, yeah. Because yeah. he never does ninja training in his sweats. He always mm-hmm. does it in his ninja outfit. <laughs> right, you can get well, you can get rusty. If you <laughs> and so, yeah, he's doing some knife shit work, and then we see a watermelon. I mean, we know what that's for, right? Ninja training. So <laughs> he just goes. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. And then we we don't see the the watermelon. Then we pan down to the watermelon. It's the anime shot. They do this in anime where you just see like flashes of the blade. Sorry, Iron Maiden. And then they cut down to the watermelon and it dissects itself. Yeah, it just falls apart in pieces. Yeah. And we go, God damn, he's a dangerous ninja. And then what he should have said here is, you're already served. Is a play on you're already dead, you know? Is that good? No, that's good. Um, I'm just going to ignore it. I forget you said that, and then we see this is a pretty cool scene. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't. I, it was so dark, I couldn't tell. It, does he have like a staff with each end on fire, or is it like a, a stick with chains and like? I saw chains. Okay. I saw chains or ropes. He's he's doing like a flinging fire thing. So Baron is training. He's got like it's like a, it's like a rod with Uh-oh. chains on each end, and on the ends there's fire, and he's twirling it around. It's a dark, so it looks cool. Paul would definitely know what this is. Looks very like a luau type of situation. It really does, but Murray... I, it makes you think he should have chopped the pineapple up. He, I would have loved to have seen that, but you know what this makes me say or think? Maybe Baron's sweating all the time because he's juggling fire all the time. I don't know, but Perry, he's finished. And he's 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 just polishing his sword at the dining room table. <laughs> Again, with white doilies. He's got the fucking armoire with the... With a fine china in it and everything, or maybe because they're overseas, he's got fine American. I don't know yeah. if it works it's that way. It's paper plates. <laughs> and he's polishing up his sword, and his girlfriend comes in. I It's time for lunch. I'm going to make your favorite. It's a mystery, of course. She's trying to make him guess what his favorite is. He doesn't remember. Very much like Murray, who never remembers what he ate. Yes. And he's like, so silly, drunken crab. And he's like, those give me the shit, drunken crab, <laughs> but all right, whatever. And this is where. This is why he, 
Godfrey wants to pull a levity. Getting, things are getting too tense. Now. Like, <laughs> no, we don't know what's happening. <laughs> They're too. It's too tense. Let's silly it up. Let's make Harry the baby face of our dreams here. Somehow, we have no idea who this. We never even got a name for his girlfriend slash wife. We don't even know if they're married or not. She's got like a pot full of crabs. They leap out of the pot and land on the ground, and she freaks out. <laughs> they had a swinging door here. Apparently, the door is stuck open. <laughs> it was no. It was like. He is like at the end of the dining room table. There's, there's no line of sight, is what no, you're saying. No, yes, there's no line of there's sight. There's zero line if you're of ninja, sight. Ninja, you could probably throw it and it would bend, but <laughs> like Beckham. Yeah, and so <laughs> he like goes women like smirks, throws one of those ninja darts, and this poor fucking crab. They just I know stabbed a crab in the head with a ninja dart. I hated this because. They show it being thrown, and then they show a live crab walking with, like, a dart in its back. And I, I, well, its head, yeah. Yeah, Was it? His, I thought it was just in his back. Well, the whole fucking body's kind of like the head. Oh, man. is it? Well, I mean, no, I don't understand. not really, but... Dude, I don't understand crabs you know, at you all. You know, it's just one piece, right? And then he's got the legs come off. I just so. don't know where the crab cakes come from. From the... You know where cakes come from? Grabbing them. <laughs> it's, it's crab ass. A crab's done for their ass. Yeah, that's where the sweetest meat comes from. <laughs> so Harry gets a call on his Garfield phone once again, and it's Jaguar Wong. And he's like, I don't know if you heard, he caused his dad. He's like, oh, cause his dad. We need to find Machiko. We need to find this this piece of this ninja statue. She's the only lead, and of course they're going to be going after her. Her, so I'm gonna need you to go protect her. And so he's like, "All right, I'll do that." Meanwhile, I I don't know if I had my notes wrong here, but it's I mean it. I put it in my notes like Harry learns that Akaza died from he Jaguar. Does. He does. Okay, so I had it backwards, and he calls and tells him, "Here's what I'm gonna do, boss." And he's like, "Great, you're on the case." So what is Harry's role in this movie? He just wants another piece of that fucking ninja golden ninja warrior. And he's got a man on on his books. Okay. Yes. And anyway, Jaguar, he's on his way. Uh, I guess this this was, again, a closed captioning from YouTube. They called it the Diet Chun Restaurant. Did you hear that? Is that any different? No, I heard nothing. This is also where we get our inspiration for our opening music. Uh, Murray only understands Pink Floyd's singles. No, I only know the – I don't know the deep cuts. Uh, I don't give a fuck about Pink Floyd. Yeah, I I went through my Pink Floyd phase, and Echoes is one of those songs. It's the best Pink Floyd song. They use not money, not money. They use Echoes seven different times throughout this movie. In one of the most interesting, I hear spots. Roger Waters is a huge fan of this movie, and yeah. he actually allowed them to use it. Right. It was uh, it was actually Pink Floyd broke up the first time because David Gilmore was like. It's not the best movie. And he's like, no, it is. Yeah, David Gilmore was like, I'm sick of letting Godfrey Ho use our music without paying for it. That's right. And Roger Waters is like, I don't give a shit. This guy's a genius. Pink Floyd used to be sticklers for the money. That's why that song. You heard it here first, people. That's what broke up Pink Floyd. Godfrey Ho. Godfrey Ho. And so Jaguar is so fucking cool. I like Jaguar. He was great. Like I said, Swagwar. So he's got his own entrance music, and it's one of the fucking, you know, wrist from Echoes, and I loved it. 
And he's walking up, and there's just some guy rocking like he always has like a baby blue turtleneck on. With yeah, a, with I like, like the turtleneck. with like an old man, like grandpa jacket. Yep, grandpa jacket. Yeah. Very sincere to him. So maybe it was his grandpa's jacket. And and there's some adults playing baseball catch out in the middle of the road. Nothing wrong with that, Murray. Don't say it like it's slander. It's, yeah, it is. It's adults can play grow baseball. Up. In the, oh, grow up. Fuck. Get out of the road. First of all, get the fuck out of the road whether you're a kid or an adult. Find <laughs> a field somewhere. Stop playing stickball on Murray's street. And he's like, hey, do you know where Machiko is? This is where people are just so jealous of the swag of the Jag that they immediately want to fight him. Yeah. So they're like, we could tell you, but I think we'd rather kick your ass. And Jaguar always chewing his gum, always got like, he's like, hmm, really? You really want to do that? Let's go. Because he's he's kicked so much ass in his life. I know. When you are, you've always said it. In the 70s, you didn't have options in fashion. There was the racks and that was was it. Whatever was popular is what you had. Exactly. And then you've got fucking Jaguar, Swaggerty, Big Dick that can get hard, Wong, flinging his shit around on everybody. Everybody can see the confidence in this man's pants, and they all want to fight him. So he's probably gone and just like tried to do his laundry and got into a fight. So he's used to this shit. Fight breaks out. There's three men here, I believe. Three, yeah. He beats the shit of all three men. Wow, are you willing to talk now? Yeah, it's just right over there, sir. Just across the street. Do you remember, uh, were there any villains that we should take note of? Do you remember? In this scene, no. No, okay. I don't think these people, I think there's just random people. They weren't working for Baron. I didn't think they were either. Like, this is the swag of Jag. Random people want to beat him up all so the time. So he walks inside, immediately helps himself to a drink. A waiter's walking by with an order for somebody. He just grabs a drink, drinks it, and puts it back on We're the tray. At the wedding I was at yesterday, the bartender just kept walking off. So the one time I, I just wanted a can of beer, I just walked back there and grabbed it. Maybe he had diarrhea and an erection. That's fine. But I, if it, that were the case, he wouldn't mind me just doing his job for him. Did, I took some of the you tip, tip yourself. Yeah. No, I took some of the tip yeah. money. Okay. I mean, I guess yes, I did tip myself. So he takes, and then he pulls out a die out of his pocket. This really doesn't. I mean, I guess it kind of pays off a little bit later. But uh, Murray, you know what it tells me? And he's been in the Inception world before. He was oh, trying to make sure roll a die. He was it, trying to make sure he was still because you always bring your token or whatever they called it okay so he was just making sure he's in the right world he's met tom hardy unlike us and he asked for machiko and he's the, like, the, the waiter's like machiko's not gonna talk to you she's like knitting or something what is she doing like okay. she's making crane out of the the, the linens the supposedly dickens? machiko owns this restaurant and her job is to sit in the corner and just do whatever the fuck she wants origami i don't know what the fuck she was origami doing. i think she was making the swans out of the napkins yeah that's what she was doing there is maybe two people in this restaurant you know it's a tight 11 uh, a.m crowd so he's yelling, I want more Chico. And so she finally hears him. Finally, she's probably heard him the whole time. He goes, hey, right over here. So he just kind of fucks off and goes to talk to her and telling her, I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to help you. And so obviously she's a little hesitant. She's never the first time she's met this guy. And you would think we would get some kind of resolve here. But no, Quick Godfrey cut. Ho says, let's cut away. Tiger, back on the top of that staircase. 
He's telling his goons about this Jaguar character. Maybe there's some history between these guys, a tiger and a jaguar. They're natural enemies in the nature. We need to figure out whatever movie this comes from because I'm really interested now. And he's like, we got to stop him from getting the piece of that statue. The boss wants that piece. All right, jaguar's going out. He had a nice buffet. He's a little feeling a little bloated. Right. Undoes I, his top button of his pants. I thought he was walking, but apparently he took drove a there. handful of the mints. You don't take the mints. There's fecal matter all over those mints. The dinner know? mints? Yeah. The after dinner mints? Yeah. Right? The ones that think in the bowl. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Don't after touch those. Those are covered in fecal matter from people who don't wash their hands. Yeah, you're right. I was always intrigued by how light they were. Why don't people wash their hands after they take a shit? <laughs> Wiping your ass, people. Wash your hands. I do it like a surgeon. I get ice cold water and I. Ice cold that. water? I thought they used hot water. Do they? Yeah, that would be that would kill the germs. Wouldn't well, it? Murray, I'm not a doctor. I didn't tell that. <laughs> so he gets stopped by four guys now. Every time he meets, there's a new. It's one guy. guy at first. Oh, it's one guy. It's one guy at first. He's one standing guy, over his car. You called him gloves. Well, because he has our favorite accessory on right now, sleeveless gloves. I call him Page Boy because he had a Page Boy haircut. Right. Grown man with a Page Boy haircut, <laughs> yes. and. They, there's two cars parked in the middle of nowhere, and this page boy, sleeveless boy, he's waxing his car, and he notices uh, Jaguar approach. Well, you know he's a martial artist because he's waxing on and waxing off. That's right. Well, we know that now. Yeah. I, I can't imagine what the audience, when this first came out, would have thought about that. Thank you, Karate Kid. And so Jaguar's approaching, and the guy is like... You parked so close to me, brother. Oh, wait a minute. I know you. Aren't you Jaguar Wong? You're one cool motherfucker. And he like gives him a little shove. And he's like, but here's the thing. If you're a cool motherfucker, you need to be tested sometimes. What the fuck is happening to Jaguar Wong? Why does everybody want to fight him? They're jealous of the swag of the Jag. So he, he just... Kicks the shit out of him again, easily. Beats up Page Boys. Here's all must. Like you said, three more goons come out. I think these were not the baseball goons. The baseball goons were completely separate. It might have been the baseball. I mean, it, I bet they, they had to have been the baseball goons because they were outside the restaurant. Okay. So they're probably way. They called up yeah. their, their biggest badass in their group, sleeveless gloves. Okay. And he thought he was like, I'm watch this because he's like the boss of these guys. He's yeah, like, I'm yeah. going to show this Jaguar guy what's up. I wasn't sure if I was remembering it wrong because we were remembering. Remember, it? well, Murray, I told you right before we even recall. Recall. Oh boy, the stutter is very bad today. Um, what the hell is happening? Are we doing a show right now? Did I just dream this? This whole week. Well, throw dream. your die down if it lands on. I don't have my die. Oh, my God, it's a dream. <laughs> All right, so he beats the shit out of three guys. He takes the catcher's glove. He's going to sell it at a pawn store later or something. Yeah, he is this where he takes the ring off the guy? I thought no, it was, it's, in, it was, it was later. another fight. Jaguars yeah. gets in a string of fights. The worst part, the, Godfrey Ho, just give us a little bit more about Jaguar because the worst part of Jaguar's story up until the end is just, and we cut to Jaguar walking. We, we learn later he works for Interpol, so he was probably the yeah. star of his movie. Right, exactly. But it's just like no. how they cut it into this movie is he's just walking in the middle of nowhere and people <laughs> want to fight him, and that's yeah. our exposure to Jaguar for an hour and ten minutes of this movie. Yeah. 
So after we're done with this royal beatdown, we learn that Jaguar already knows these are Tiger's guys. I think he asks, asks them, actually. I think he goes, you guys work for Tiger, and they're willing to tell him because they just got their ass beat. And after you get your ass beat, you have to grant one wish. That's the rule. So they ask him, uh, or he tells them. You have to answer them, one question. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's where we get the whole genie thing from. Yeah. Anyways, so he tells them, well, you go back and tell your boss that I, or uh, to forget about finding the body. Because he knows everybody. Harry told them they're looking for the body. They're looking for the body. All right. Cut to the Red Ninja. The last time we saw him, he killed Tamashi. Now he's sneaking in to Harry's place. Did he, did he, is this the one where he grapples up or is that the, there's one where he's got like the tiger claws and he's like climbing the. No, that was, the, that was uh, Baron's or maybe somebody else's place. Okay. I think it was Baron's place. Yeah. But no, he's not, he's not using the grappling hooks okay. right yet. But he sneaks into Harry's place, carries out, he's getting the morning paper and he starts immediately, goes to Griffin. He's looking for that piece. That's right. And we see that Harry is also in the same place. Red Ninja, we get to see hiding because he knows Harry's in the place. But it looks well, like... Well, no, Harry's not in the place. He hears Harry put the key into his his uh, lock. Oh, okay. But he... So the the important part here is that Red Ninja knows he needs to hide so he can jump Harry. Right. And we're believing Harry is not suspecting this. So Harry starts walking in, and Godfrey's doing a whole, like... You know, split between this and that, uh, you know, Harry and the Red Ninja. And just as it looks like Harry's about to be jumped by the Red Ninja, he slashes the Red Ninja does, and Harry's gone. Right, because they can teleport. Exactly. <laughs> by the way, we're introducing some ninja magic here. Teleportation. Yeah. And then Harry appears in his camo ninja outfit, and he's got a, a retractable sigh. It's like he just has the handle, and he pushes the button, and the blade pops up. Was this the same scene he shows off that has got a wearing? It? No, 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 no. What happens is he's got the side. They start dueling because the ninja's got a samurai sword. We see a... Oh, my God. No, this let, is, me, let me explain. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm they're, excited. They're fighting, and then they break apart, and yeah. then the ninja throws a shuriken at him, okay. and he catches it on the little handle of... Of the side, because he got the two yeah. like, handles, and it starts spinning. Oh, it was thing. the shuriken that was yeah. spinning. Oh, that was so good. Okay, oh, shit, you're right. I got that wrong. Uh, and so now we're seeing, like, this weird, uh, like, rock, paper, scissor type game where the one shines a flashlight at the other, and then Harry holds up a mirror to blind him <laughs> back. Like, do you remember this? Yes, it was crazy. I was like, what the fuck? And they did the timing right on this because if you blink, you miss this shit. But we get blinding light, mirror, blinded back. So the guys, I think this is when he starts releasing his extinguisher. Yes. And, and that's, escapes. that's when the nin red ninja escapes. And then Harry looks at that shuriken that's on his... Uh his side and he there's there's like if this you know if you found return to there's like a return address on it and we can't see is it's like written in kanji or whatever so we can't tell what it is but That's he's right. like hmm looking at it like he recognizes what what this godfrey doesn't leave us hanging the whole movie everybody we're gonna learn about this yes. later and we'll we'll remember that's a promise so anyway. now, jaguar is just wandering through a field like i said just a second ago random scenes of him wandering 
guys start because everyone's got the word out the Jaguars in town. Everyone wants to up their rep by taking out the Jag. That's right. And so they start fucking with him. This guy called Lemmy because he always wore like dark suits with white shoes, like yeah. Lemmy Kilmeister. And he's like challenges him. He's like, hey, motherfucker. He's got two goons with him. And Jaguar's like, all right. If you want your ass beat, I'll be happy to do it. That's right. They start tussling and everything. The other goons are just watching because now they're letting the one main, you know, their new big goon take the fight and everything. They've already had their ass beat. They're like, I'm not getting my ass beat twice in the same day. Because as far as we know, Murray, this all happens in a day. Yeah, is sleeveless in the one of the goons? Sleeveless is there. So there's a hierarchy of goons. Yeah, like this is the next. It's, it's like this is like a video game. This is the next boss. It's is like Blemmy. It's like you're playing Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, where they have that fucking tower. You have to work your way up. But in each next battle, the other person's there cheering them, and they might like pull your leg out from under you. Well, this guy probably does the best against uh, Jaguar because he tears his, his, his. Like you said, this is his grandfather's jacket that he gave him, and That's he tears right. the jacket. And then furiates fucking Jay. We didn't even consider this. You got to get your swag from somebody. And we know that swag actually comes from your mother's side of the family, not your father's side. So clearly this is his grandpa on his mother's side of the family's jacket. And he loved his his, his, uh, papa, as he called him. Yeah, he called him papa. (laughs) No, papa. Oh, excuse me, papa. When did that come into fashion? I'm sure we've we've talked about this before, but... Everybody has their own name for being. It used to be this grandma and grandpa, and now everyone's got. It's always some stupid baby talk, dude. Like, dude, grandpa, grandpa, Murray. It's your grandpa and your grandma. You're gonna love this because I just went on a road trip. Uh, road trip. I went down to Columbus, three hour drive with my mom, so she three hour drive, so she could go to her best friends. Uh, she got married again for this, you know, second time, and. uh, my mom, when she, my brother was starting to have his kids, said, I will not be grandma. I will be Lala. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Your, your mom has thought about that for a while. What's the perfect name, the unique name for me? I can't be a Nana yeah. or Mima. So Lala. She had a reasoning, and was, she told what, us the reasoning. What was the reasoning? So span. My mom has always been like, I'm gonna learn Spanish. She's learned four words, uh, but one not of the, even the swear words. One of the words she picked up was abuela, which is grandma yes. in Spanish. Yeah, and I, know, I even know that. Yeah, and so exactly, she has <laughs> rudimentary Spanish skills that she has done. It worked for the Mexican restaurant. That's <laughs> new when they were fucking them over, fucking you guys over. So. Uh, she was like I want some abuela. fried ice cream really bad right now. What's that? I want some fried ice cream right you, now. Dude, that uh, shit was. I haven't had that in decades. Another Dana story here. <laughs> we went to Epcot, you know, back when our Disney days, and my mom was like, oh, shit, because that's the nationality one. Yeah. She's like, we're going to go to the Mexican nationality, whatever that's called, and we're going to get some fried ice cream. And all they had was like flan. And she's like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? Where is my fried Fucking I- so, we never went to Epcot again. She's like, "This is too woke." We're learning a lot about Chris' mom today. I am a. I really learned. I'm I want her as a guest on Christmas in July. <laughs> you know what? She keeps up with action movies better than we do. Modern action movies. My mom's like, "Hey, you see John Wick 4? I'm Like, no. 
She did have uh, suggestions for our cop in a feel. Beretta? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was well. a dual girl detective. Cagney and Lacey. Yep. She suggested that one. Well, we'll have her on. <laughs> she was intrigued by that. She was like, what do you do? Whatever. But yeah, she was like, cop in a feel? Tell me more. <laughs> Look my at, mom, look my mom might be into you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will break up her relationship. Is she married to Doug? Yeah. I'm going to break that marriage up. I'm going to marry your mom. Yeah. I'm going to be your dad. <laughs> so uh, where the fuck are we? There was a fight. Fu- oh. So, so he tears Jaguar's jacket, sends him into a rage, just pummels the shit out of this fucking guy, notices a nice shiny pinky ring on Lemmy's hand. Right. And goes, hmm, I think I'll take this because of my, repair my jacket. Yeah, you have a fucking room. No, not my ring. And he's just like, hey, Gollum, God I'm taking the it. ring, fucker. I wish Murray was joking about that accent he just said <laughs> there, whatever fucking <laughs> yeah. schlock he did. But there's Chalkney accents in yeah. here. There's British accents. There's fucking Wayne Dango accents. Ted Nugent doesn't appear. The accents are all over the place. Yeah. I don't get who they shopped the, the audio to. Same people that do every single uh martial arts movie yeah it's always the same voices always a guy oh, talks like this yeah. yeah you're right you're right so he takes the ring and just walks off spits his gum in his face flicks the fucking toothpick at him calls him chico walks off all right now red red ninja now he's climbing up a bill this is where he's got the tiger claws this is what you were excited about yeah. it's, it shouldn't be called tiger because they're like in the palm whatever but yeah. still we all know this gadget yeah We've all been to the mall. We've all climbed up a building with it. Yeah. Of course, I've climbed so many buildings. And he goes up there, and f- unfortunately, how is wait? How is he climbing a building? Because I, l- Baron, this is Baron's place. Baron walks through a sliding glass door into like his bill, his yeah. room, his apartment. Yeah, don't worry about that. Okay, Godfrey. Godfrey is working in the trash lodge logic here. So he is rifling. He's griffing through the bedroom. This is this is exactly like yeah, glad you pointed it out. He's doing like ninja moves while he's skulking. So there's a staircase. He can't just walk down. He has to do a flip. So he he flips, puts his hands on the stairs and flips himself over. This is this is what it's like to play Metal Gear Solid. It's like you can't do anything normal. You know nobody's in the house. You could walk, you could do everything. You could work at a brisk pace. No. Everything's slow. He backflips down the stairs. This is Tony Khan booking all over the place. And he, his ninja senses are tingling because Baron, coming in from the rain, he's got his, his umbrella, smud, the eyeliner smudged from the rain. That's right. It's looking sweaty and disheveled as always. I, I, was he out juggling fire? What, what, what is he coming back from? That's my question. So Red, you think Red would have learned his lesson from Harry? Because this is the exact same scene, basically. He this, hides. Yeah, no. The, the cuts of the Red Ninja hiding are the same scenes from the Harry scene. And as just as he goes to get Baron, Baron disappears and reappears in his ninja, black ninja garb. Literally, you see a puff of smoke go up in this scene, and Harry, or Baron is gone, and then Baron is behind this puff of smoke. So... I think Red Ninja had fire, and he blows flash fire. Thankfully, Baron has the fire extinguisher. So, you know, fire meets fire extinguisher. Yeah. Stalemate. 
And it's in the fog of this war because, you know, obviously, even though he extinguishes the fire, it leaves, you know, it, it dilutes the eye. You can't see very well. Right. And that's when he gets the shuriken to the hilt of his sword. Right. That's the red throws the shuriken and then disappears. And then he notices this. And he's looking and he sees some writing, too. Like, you know, if found, return to. And he's like, hmm. So we cut over, and Jaguar is just continuing his trot down the Hong Kong countryside. He's wound up near a pawn shop. I just watched a movie called today called The Prom Broker. Very sad movie. Let's not talk about that. But we found a very good pawnbroker here. Looking like an Asian Jimmy, mouth of the South heart. Goddamn right with that fucking hair and the bolo and the white. And the mustache. And the blowhorn, of course. And the glasses. Hey there, friend. What do you got there for a second? And he's like, hmm, I got this ring. How much do you want for it? And he's like, And then he's like, I hate to tell you, sir, but this ring's worthless. You found these in the Cracker Jack box. So Jaguar's all bummed. Well, he's bummed, but Jaguar, he's got the most positive at I need to learn something from Jaguar. Well, after all, he did the steal it from a guy, so he's not out of anything. Right, exactly. He's like, he, here, have this piece of junk. I, uh, he's um, like, you can't help me with my dad's jacket, my great my great granddaddy's jacket here. I Whatever. It doesn't my matter. My papa. My papa. <laughs> Excuse me. I keep forgetting papa. <laughs> and so he's like, whatever. Uh, my, I'll find. Takes out his little die, rolls it. I'll find my luck elsewhere. And then he looks up and he smirks. Grabs his die and walks out the door and gets in his car. No. He spots a woman. Well, yeah, Murray. I was being coy about it. Wearing the frumpiest, speaking a la la dress. <laughs> She's wearing like this, oh, it was the ugliest outfit. It was like a velvet, red velvet dress, like yeah. grandma cut. It was terrible. And wearing a hat with a veil. With a veil. And sunglasses. Is this how you're supposed to dress at the pawnbroker? I don't know, but it turns out he knows this woman. So that was why the smirk on his face. He gets into his car. Waits for her to leave, and then we get a two-minute chase scene of him running her off the road. Well, no, he, she's barely had this happen to her before because he wants to run her off the road. But she senses it, so she starts weaving back and forth. So he can't get in front of her, and eventually, Jaguar, being the man, of course, the better driver, gets ahead of her, blocks her. She gets out. It's what the fucking- hell are you doing? He rips off the veil, pulls off the glasses. And then she can see it clearly because she doesn't have all the disruption in her face. Apparently, these guys had a thing. If we And if we'd seen the original movie, we'd probably know what it was. I really want to find the original movie. It's his old girlfriend, Lily. That's right. And he takes her back to her place, his place. I don't know. Yeah, really, that's a good question. We saw his place. It's very white. I don't think this is his place. Okay. And they meet this. All right. Here it goes, people. Well, Murray, you're passing the fact that he forces himself on her. He does. He grabs her by the hair. She's got like a tight bun in the back. And he's just like, wow, it's been so long. She's like, yeah, it really has. And he's like, cool. Stop talking. Grabs her by the hair and just starts Puts making his tongue it. right down her throat. Right. And she's like trying to get off at first, but then you see her and hands. And then she's getting off. Exactly. Guys, you know, this is what you do. This is why people trust in Andrew Tate, because this is what he tries to teach you. 
You just Andrew Tate probably saw this movie and the, put his whole his whole he didn't learn the 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 good side. He just yeah. You know, uh. here's the thing, Murray. I'm going to tell you the whole trajectory of Andrew Tate. He started out as a Pink Floyd fan, learned that Godfrey Ho broke up Pink Floyd. It was like, how the fuck did that happen? Watched this movie, saw this, and said, oh my God, I'm a man now. And so whenever he sees a woman, he just forces his tongue down her throat and says, no, this is what you want. And for Lily, this just so happens to be what she wants. Well, she is a bad girl. She hangs around the wrong crowd. Guys, here's what we need to understand about Lily. This is why she knew how to, like, swerve and everything. Because she's a bad girl. And she loves the danger dick. Gets off on it. She wants to get the closest to death as possible. She's into being choked. I can tell. Oh, my God. The, the, the swag jag is going to choke her lights out. And she's going to be into it. So, all right. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. We this were just, is the movie. We were just talking how there's never any fuck scenes in martial arts movies. But Godfrey Ho... I mean, he's a hoe for a reason. Because he's got to have some fucking. So, all right. Swedes and scale. Music. Let's play a little of that music. Is it Echoes? I believe this is Echoes again. So that's pretty fuckable. We get a scene where this is a, I'm going to reuse this move. Jaguar hooks her panties with his big toe. <laughs> we get the scene of him with his, his foot slowly sliding her panties down her leg. Yeah. This we haven't used this in two years. I want a gift of that. That's gonna be on Twitter. I want a gift of that. This deserves its own Mermadden breakdown. (laughs) Just based on where their hips were at and everything, how he got his very limber. He is he is double jointed in the knee, clearly, (laughs) because he orc or ostrich, you know, he's got the reverse knees, maybe, because he somehow articulates his knee all the way up. They're Fucking groin to groin here. <laughs> he somehow gets his foot up there. Well, we says all his martial arts moves. They don't. It doesn't stop when you're fucking. I mean, he's a very limber guy. There is no separation between them. It's just fascinating how he wrapped his big toe. <laughs> they were on her waist, and he got him off with his big toe. This is. I want everybody listening to try that with your girlfriend or wife tonight. <laughs> And tell them, hey, Kevin Griff sent you. Don't don't limit this to women. If you're if you're getting on with a man tonight, try to do this with his fucking jockeys. Just get in there, try it out, big toe it, Murray. This isn't a this is not a sex based act. Well, it's sexual, but it doesn't matter what. The scene of people fucking is not a sex based act. I just what said is it's it not then? based. It's not based on what tackle box you got there. No. Everybody's wearing underwear unless you're not wearing underwear. Okay. What's about getting underwear off? Yeah. You're saying a girl can't get a guy's underwear off with their big toe? <laughs> Murray, are you serious? <laughs> Murray's thinking I want about it. You to take your own underwear off that way. <laughs> now that would be something. Phil, we need a drink for this occasion. <laughs> Singapore sling. 
Oh, that's already a drink, though. We'll change it, though. <laughs> the sling. The Slingapore sling. No. We'll no, get no yeah, we'll, we're, we're workshop. We still haven't figured out the name for our fucking drink. That's right. Thank you, Phil. So, all right. Sweden scale. Okay, we, we already said it. there's fuckable music. I love. I, I believe amazing I love the music. Uh, dexterity. Um, we've all seen Asian porn at one point in our life, and you have a lot more of that like really shrieky stuff. No, we got some very sexual moans happening here. <laughs> we've all seen Asian <laughs> porn, but we have. Well, no, we haven't seen it because they pixelate it, so you don't see anything. But you hear it. What? Can we, is there? Is, I noticed we did get one. It's, it was probably a bot, but we got one download from Tokyo really? last week. Hi, Tokyo. If you're still listening, explain to me why your pornography is. Like, you can show someone's butthole, but not her pussy. Like, what? I don't. What is. I don't get it. I'm just more fascinated. You can show someone putting an eel, a live eel up their ass. That's fine. Marty, have you been on but Twitter? Don't show. Of course they've been on Twitter. <laughs> Is this where you're seeing eels uh, going in buttholes? Stop it. I just don't get How it. is that not obscene, but a pussy is obscene? I'm not saying... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm doing my own thing. I'm not saying like our, like everybody else's mode where it's like the super exit. Oh, I'm enjoying this. Oh, no, yeah. Exactly. It's good, well, it's, but it's like... An, and it's all... Here's an, I don't know. I'm just going to take... I'm going to take this to Japanese porn for a minute. <laughs> Why is it all revolve around rape? Because like 90% of Japanese porn is someone being raped. Is it better that we're based on Is it on because incestual? of Jaguar? Is Jaguar Wong such a big character? Like He's like their like folklore character in yeah. Asia. Yeah. And they saw that that's how he gets laid. That that's how you're supposed to get laid. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, I've seen some promos and everything for this movie over in Japan. They call him Daddy Wong Dong, and it's like they really do idolize that. That was their thing. They were just Stop. like that. You know, they thought when they met a woman in an alley, and this argument didn't get them, that they were just gonna make out and fuck them later that night. We gotta stop. Th- we gotta stop this. We gotta get into incest like America loves. Yes. Yes. What well, is it? No, step is and it's creepy, but step is an incest. Yeah, no, it's, it's flirting with the. It's like the it's like the Europeans in the nineties did the cousins thing. Like, oh well, we're second cousins. It's okay. What? What are you talking about? Come on, Murray. The Europeans in the nineties. Yeah, they the, all their porn was based on second cousin porn, just like how it's step sibling porn now. Oh, you're my stepmom. We can't do this. Back in the nineties, the the Europeans were doing. You're my second cousin. We can't do this. How were you watching porn in the nineties? I'm like studying five. it. <laughs> it's fine. You're right. Actually, I have no fuck. That's scramble porn. All right, getting back to this. Wait, there's a movie. Swedes and scale. All right, we've seen the fuckable music. Yes. Check. We've seen that ninja esque panty move. Yes. Do we? We don't see any. Any fucking. I don't believe we see. Do we even see her nipple? No. I thought we, we saw breasts. We see her hairy armpits. We see hairy armpits, which is risky. I'll give them a point for that. Uh, I don't know. I don't think we might have seen some nipple. I don't know. I thought she had good emotion to her. He sucked. I'm sorry. I'm being honest here. Wang Dang not living up to his potential here. So I'll give her a point. Her emotion was fucking phenomenal. 
the how do I, I got to give it a four. I like the music that gets it up to the four. Whoa. Will that panty move? You give it a four. Well, how we got here brings it down a few points. I got to give it at least a five because okay. that panty move was. I'm going to use that. Okay. Hey, I, uh, yeah. All right. So now it's post coitus. They're just chilling in bed. He, you know, of course, he's thinking, like, man, where am I going to get dinner tonight? And she's thinking, this guy thinks we're a relationship now. Yeah. So she's got to explain to him, hey, this isn't happening again. I'm with somebody already. And he's Tiger's right-hand man, Victor Lee. And he just smirks, like, oh, yeah, Victor, I've heard of that douche. Yeah, that's right. He doesn't care, because he's like, you think Jaguar wants to be with his broad? He's just like... He's just horny. He had to get not to busted nut. He fumbles over underwear. He can't pull them down with fucking a toe. He uses four hands to get those things off. All right. So Baron and Harry finally meet up. And random they, again. We're cutting to a random location. They're meeting up. They just start fighting for a while, and then they realize they're too evenly matched. So they they decide to talk it out. And Baron's like. You sent that guy to me. Here's your shuriken right here with your says, If lost, return to Harry. Yeah. And he's like, well, yours is right here. And it says, if lost, return to Baron. And they're like, oh, my God. It's the fucking Ninja Empire trying to turn us against each other. This was the interesting part, too, because I thought these guys were innocent. And then Harry tells Baron, you're too greedy. Yeah, because he's a drug dealer now. Exactly. So it's like, is Baron actually a good guy is harry the only good guy yes harry harry's the only good guy i just wanted to make sure we get that baron into the... is dealing drugs so by, by definition he's a bad guy right i i just i don't think we really oh no we it's do probably the golden ninja warrior is probably like the ring from lord of the rings where it turns you evil oh maybe and if you're as style. pure of heart like harry is Right. You can handle it. But Baron, he can't handle anything. That's why, that's why Baron's always sweating and disheveled. Yes. He's fighting the power of the evil. He's got a heroin addiction. The evil hand, arm of yeah. the ninja. This, you know what? This is adding up. So they go, oh, my God. The ninja empire's behind this. We need to team up and fight the empire. Because uh, Yamato, this is where we first hear the name Yamato. They're like, Yamato's the only person we have access to our unique <laughs> Shuruk. I was like, wait, what? So apparently they were forged when they still were with the Ninja Empire. They're, they're unique, like business cards. Right, yeah. What, I mean, what is a ninja's business card? But it's Shuruken. Right. It's ninja stuff. That's his business. It makes sense. So he's like, we need, we need to put our differences aside for now and destroy the real enemy, Yamato. And this is where we get a quick cut over to what I imagine is Yamato because it makes sense. Godfrey Ho might be fucking with us here. But we cut over to a guy, and a red ninja comes. Well, no, he was actually dressed just yeah. Everyone, cas. everyone was just like, they were in a fucking office. Yes, it was very casual, business casual, of yeah. course, but casual. And he brings a box and he goes, "Well, here's the ninja face I got for you." And he's like, "Yes, now all we need are the two arms, and we will be unstoppable." All right. Oh, he gets the fucking statue. He bows to it, and then we cut back away. Jaguar's walking around again. He's doing Columbo style. He's letting he things really come is. to him. 
He just wanders into an area. That's more, uh, what's his name, Dirk Gently style. Columbo has a point. Dirk Gently lets the universe bring the case to him. So these goons did not learn their lesson. My three goons. And they're ready to fuck with Jag one more time. But they got an ace up their sleeve. That's right. The pawn shop <laughs> owner, Mouth of the South, <laughs> Jimmy Wang. And he's like, hey there. He has a con- like, you're, you're right. All the accents are all over the place. He has like a southern accent. Yes, he does. He's like, this here's my brother's ring you stole from him. You, you see that to, he, uh, I can't think of the word for it right now, but he sub- yeah, subliminally put the the southern accent, Jimmy the South, into your head, and that's why you were calling him Jimmy of the South. He has a southern accent. Uh, the bolo tie helps, and he approaches. He's like, "You stole this is my brother's ring. You stole from him. I have to get revenge." And then he grabs his glasses, folds them up, throws them to the side, and another kung fu match. He's not much better than everybody else, though. Yeah, I, I did like there was a move where. Uh, uh, Jaguar like bends his leg over his head and starts punching him in the face. Yes, no, there's very cool leg work. Uh, I don't remember who played uh, Jimmy Wang, Jimmy Wong, Jamie Wong. Who's our Wong? Who's Jaguar our Wong? Wong? Jaguar Wong. He is uh, great with the legs. A lot of great action here. Of course, we're terrible at action, so that's why we're just grazing right over it. And. He- Beats his ass, and he makes him even admit that he's better than him. He's That's like, good. Who's the best? Use the best. You're damn right. Jag, jaggy the best. All right, Harry, doing a little more training. When he hears a knock at the door, opens it. Fire extinguisher goes off. He immediately goes into a fucking ninja stance. He does a fucking backflip. He's just he's wearing his sweats in this one. Right. I thought I thought after he finishes his tumble, he was already in his camouflage and ninja gear. I was waiting for that, but no. No. Sweats. <laughs> apparently, all the ninjas, everyone in Hong Kong, apparently, uses a robot messenger. Yeah. So it's a, it's a fucking toy they got from a toy store. Probably the same one that fucking Paul Kersey got his soccer ball from. Exactly. Universes collide. And it's just a toy, but it can talk. And it says, you have three days to return the statue. And then Harry does what Harry does. He sits back down next to his Garfield phone that just so happens to ring. Why did, if Yamato's already sent the message to the robot, this is overkill. It's overkill. What are you trying to tell us, Godfrey and Neil Breen? I wish the two of them were able to work together. And he's like, return the statue. And Harry's like, no, your empire is evil. I need the statue to reform the ninja empire. Go to hell. All right, Jaguar puts on. See, guys, I'm sorry about all these quick cuts. This is literally how the movie's laid out. <laughs> we're literally going to the scenes as they were laid out. It's a jigsaw puzzle of a movie. Jaguar has got his rainbow. You mentioned Columbo a second ago, except he's got a fedora and big old sunglasses on. He's got a suitcase. You know, this is definitely some espionage shit. He's got a Kinjitashe case. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we see Tiger's goons show up with their own Kinjitashe case, and they're going to... This is is supposed to be the drug deal that Tiger mentioned earlier that was going down. Yeah. And so there's a handoff, and and, uh, Jaguar gets the drugs. There's no gumming it. And they get nothing. They open up. They 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 don't check right at the 
where they meet. They they trust each other enough to go to their separate cars. Right. Page Boy opens up and he's like, "Hey, there's nothing in here." And Jaguar's just chewing his gum, smiling like, <laughs> "Time for another ass weapon." Because this is the fifth time Jaguar's beating the shit out of these same guys. So they come and they go, "All right, give us our ass whipping." Beats the fuck out of the guys. You can, you can tell like they're using real glass for the, the car windows because a guy puts his hand in his sleeve to protect his hand, and he like punches through as his head goes through. Man, I didn't notice that. That was a good pickup. And then, uh, yeah, if you blink, you miss it. And uh, Jaguar kicks one guy into a trunk and closes it on him. Yeah. Beats everybody up. All, all that's left is Page Boy. So he grabs him by his Page Boy haircut. It's like, you're coming with me. I'm going to I'm gonna get all the info I need from you. So he's got him all lassoed up and everything, takes him home to his apartment where this is why I, I think he went back to Lily's place because it's like yeah. the decor is very But you don't want to take a hoe to your place. You go to her place. And you don't want her You don't want her knowing where you live. He knows He knows what she's getting up to. He knows she's up to no good. And then she mentioned Victor No, Lee. he doesn't want her bothering him like coming to his place. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Anyways, so he's going to get all the information about his boss. He's but he's not talking. Page yeah. Boy's like, I will not talk. He's like, well, I'll, you know, I'll have you talk, motherfucker. And then we get a nice cut over to Baron, who doesn't have a Garfield phone, but he has a working he phone. Not. He has a Heathcliff phone. <laughs> and he goes, Tiger, get Machiko. We need that piece. By the way, this Machiko has no idea about this ninja shit at all. <laughs> Everyone seems to think she knows everything. She doesn't even have the piece. The fucking Red Ninja has the piece. Right. So she's completely innocent in this whole affair. Tiger back at the top of his staircase, furious. The drug, because he, all he cared about, the, he didn't give a shit about the fucking statue. He cares about the drug bust that happened. He's like, we lost our fucking heroin. Yeah. I'm pissed. Victor, Victor was in charge of this. The guy that's fucking uh, Lily now. Right. And he's pissed. He's like, you lost face, motherfucker. You know what to do. I thought that was a samurai cop thing. That's apparently big. You lost face. Well, yeah, it's Japanese culture. It's all about losing face. You're right. Which is... And another thing about Japanese culture, if you fuck up, you got to lose one of your fingers. That's right. So Victor chops off one of his pinkies, which magically reappears later on. Yes, but <laughs> And then he's like, oh, you know, and then Tiger's like, he's like, I'm, you know, I'm so disappointed in you, but you can make it up to me if you kidnap Machiko. Oh, okay. And that's where we get, like, yeah, the whole fucking down the line. We got to get Machiko. We got to get Ma I thought that was already their goal, so I was confused by this scene. So, speaking of Machiko, she's back at a restaurant, Diet Chong's or whatever. Yep, Diet Chong. And she's <laughs> having her birthday party. And there's fried ice cream everywhere. I was so jealous. <laughs> jealous, man. I'm I was, like, licking my lips. I was like, man, I could just bite into that. It sucks. We're not going to be in Mexican town of Detroit. We're going to be in Hamtramck. There's a lot of uh, Polish foods. No, not anymore. It's yeah. more an Arab American yeah. now. But I don't uh, think they fry their ice cream. In, uh, no, well, I, they. it's... it's it's. Um, I can't think of what it is. What's the... Fried chickpea thing. What's it called? Oh, falafel. It's their falafel. Falafel's delicious, but I want a savory sweet treat. Well, they're not. You're not getting it here. So, but you are getting it at Diet Chunks. It's everywhere. And uh, Jaguar just crashes the party. He just walks in, and just as he's about to grab Machiko because he knows the tiger's men want her. Boom! Fucking House of Black comes. The lights go out. <laughs> lights go back on. She's gone. 
where she, the guys are like, hmm, this is like a normal power outage. And they don't even <laughs> notice that Machiko's gone. Jaguar's like, where the fuck is Machiko? These guys were really looking forward to this party, though. So even though Machiko's been kidnapped. One like, guy's just got his hand like a big glob of fried ice cream. He's chewing <laughs> it. He tried. He actually, this was just like luck would have it. He actually was responsible for the lights going out because he wanted more fried ice cream. <laughs> and the ninjas jumped on that. They might have saw that that was actually their opportunity. They knew yeah. that guy was planning to turn off the lights so he could get the fried ice cream. I love that they had the woman laid out with just the little fucking fry tortillas with the ice cream on it. And you were able to just pick them up like little tortas hey, off the body. that's Asian-Mexican fusion there that's for That's Asian-Fuji. The fried oh, tofu Jesus. is the worst. Joe Coleman just texted us, Murray. What's he he says, to? guys, this show is fire. <laughs> Somebody believes that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Jaguar's like, fuck, I got to go find her. Speaking of Jaguar, Harry's girlfriend is at her job. She works at Cosmopolitan Magazine, Hong Kong, of course, not the American edition. And she's going over the latest fashions. <laughs> They're looking at... This, they, is where, this is where we know it's the 80s. But yeah. These are some 80s fashions. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're 100% right about this. Big, baggy, pleated pants. I, lo- I love it. Her Okay. They start their... I'm sorry. Oh, go on. I saw the eye roll. <laughs> no. I love that their conversation started with swimwear is all the rage right now. But you shouldn't limit it to just swimwear. Right. Women are wearing this for aerobics, for exercise, for fuckercise. Don't know yeah. what that is, but it was an 80s thing, apparently. Right. And then they get on to, hey, I've done some sketches on this new fashion. And this is where you're talking about. Yeah. We show off this woman who's wearing the extension cord, just zip-tied, like, fucking pant, pantaloon over their shirt. Yeah, and then the the Asian girl working with it. I think white would be more elegant. There's nothing elegant about this outfit, all right? Yeah. Uh, Harry's girlfriend, wife, says, this should be pink. This should be white. It was drawn in blue. So I don't know what the argument was. And then she goes, you know what? You're right. But there's not enough pleats on these pants. Got to have more pleats. Just as they're about to have a huge argument about what color it should be, Harry walks in, finally wearing his suit, finally looking like a distinguished gentleman that he is. Goddamn right about that. White suit. Right. Not as cool as Jaguars because he didn't have the black shirt. No. And he's like, hey, I'm here to pick up my lady for a night out. She will not be working late tonight. You will be working late tonight because she's got a date with me on the town. Go out to his car. Somebody sprayed a fire extinguisher on his, his windshield and then used their finger yeah. to write in. Well, I think first it just said ninja something. I couldn't read it. And he wiped it off. And someone scratched on the windshield. Yeah. Three days to return. Or two, two days. days. <laughs> two, two days left. It would be really funny if they just got the days wrong all the time. It was just always three days. So eh. cut to Baron doing what you do. Eating a watermelon with a knife and a fork. Like I said, this movie is the most memeable, gifable movie. This is the knife and fork. He's like uh, Lane's boss who ate the Snickers with the yep. knife and the fork. It's such a bizarre scene. He's there sweating, guy liner, <laughs> knife, fork, 
white uh, dolly or uh, like, you know, tablecloth and everything, white background, white chair, knife and fork. I was like, what the fuck is And the thing was, he was eating the rind. He wasn't eating like the red part of the watermelon. It was so bizarre. And he's just getting in there, cutting it. Oh, I couldn't believe. And at last, Neil Breen eating spinach length of time. If only they cut to a woman like, yeah. He's so infested in the watermelon, he doesn't notice the little robot messenger has walked into his his uh, house. Two days or you die. All right. Jag gets a call from Victor Lee. He's like, look, we have Machiko. I want that statue. We need to know where that statue is. Victor, and he wants his drugs back because Victor lost his finger over those drugs. He wants the drugs back. Carlito wants his hand back. Cundalingus wants his hand. What? Yes, Cundalingus. Yeah. <laughs> Kundalini. Cundalini. Pussy eating. <laughs> which we get some in this movie. So Victor and Victor uh, and Jaguar, they agree to meet at Club Volvo to trade for the heroin for Machico. Volvo is also very close to Volva. More yes. vagina talk happening here. This is a very this is a car oriented club. Though. Yeah. All right. Harry and Baron pull out their thirds of the statue. They're separated. Baron's in his like he's ninjaing up. Yeah. He's he's doing the ritual to, to harden his body. Meanwhile, so is uh Harry. He's got the little it's like it's like the thing where people keep their weed hidden in a little yeah. box and he opens it up. The light shines through. He pulls out his Dark of the Covenant style light shines on. Bows to it. We get a nice shot of the bald spot of Richard Harrison. That's where we know. Yep, he's hiding. He's got the perfect mustache, got the front action, but yeah, just it's gone. It's gone on the back. So they're getting ready for something that happens a half hour from now. Now we're going to go over to Club Velvo. Boring ass club. Lots of dancing and it, was, it looked it like, like drag, Vegas. It looked like a drag show. I you thought, thought it was drag? I, I don't know. It, it was hard to tell because it's not like the camera work is very good. It's not like we get close-ups on these it and they're flat. probably just some stock footage of a club scene. It might have been. And there's eight people dancing. It's a fucking giant Well, first venue. we get, like I said, we get a little drag show because these women wearing these elaborate costumes. And then they, they finish. And then the party starts where yeah. the eight people start boogieing. Boogie them. Hey. And Jag walks in with, with Page Boy. That's right. And he notices Lily. He, this is his weakness, though, because he acts like he's all cool. But when the fog billows, when Lily's around. Yeah. We didn't think uh, Lily had any fog to her, but that girl I mean, got fog. Well, fuck yeah. She's, she's as fucking cocky as fucking Jaguar is. I know. I kind of loved her swag in this, too. She had as much swag as Jag she, did. It's, it's swig when it's a woman. Oh, it's swag is <laughs> a man. It's a swig if it's a woman. Is it swig? Yeah. Oh, I take a swig of that. And he's so mesmerized. It's just, that's where it comes from. Oh, okay. He's so mesmerized, Page Boy just fucking takes off. Yeah. Because we, we forgot to point out, Jag had him locked up in his closet, tied up in his closet. We did forget to talk about yeah. how the, yeah, he kidnapped him. And I'd want to leave too. So he leaves. So he's like, fuck it. You know, he just runs after Lily. Yeah. Because, again, the fog, like you said, he's swag meat swig. So he's running after her and everything. They're like everyone seems to run away from the fucking building. But we follow Jag. He ends up into some weird like, it's like a bell tower. Bell or some tower, shit. yeah, because it's like a hollowed out, very small a gazebo. I don't know what it tall was. structure. And he gets in there, and Lily's in there, and then she's like, "Oh, 
oh, I didn't think he would follow me. And that's when, like, all the goons have been, like, planted inside of this silo, and they jump down, and Jack... And he's weakened by her her, her fog, so yeah. he they get the best of him for the first time. Jaguar gets taken down. That's right. So Victor asks... Victor comes out. They're, they're holding Jaguar. Are you working for Harry? Where are my drugs? Yeah, he's been captured at this point. He's already back at their headquarters. Jaguar, yeah, he's got like, it's supposed to be bruises. It looks like someone just wiped grease on his face. And he's like, I'll get you. He's like, I don't have your drugs, but I'll get them for you if you give me Machiko. And uh, she. So they bring, he's like, bring Machiko to me. I want to make sure she's all right. Right. Bring her out. She's got smudges on her, supposed to be bruises. And he's like, did you tell him anything about that statue? Meanwhile, she has no idea what the statue Zero is about. And he reads eyes, so he realizes she has no clue. And he's like, great. Confidently, cocky, swaggerly tells her, I'm going to get us out here in no time. Don't worry about it, babe. <laughs> the goons laugh. Cut to Victor. He knows he he took a whiff of Jag's smog and he don't like what he's smelling. So he's worried that Lily obviously Victor's a goof. Victor Victor had those fucking giant scars. He he's he wore he wore uh Cub Scout kerchiefs. Yeah. That was his look. Yeah. And I kind of loved it. There was a lot of interesting looks in this movie. So Lily's just sitting on the bed, basking in her fog. All right. Victor, deep in it, he's like kneeling in front of her. Yeah. He's like, I'm worried you're gonna leave me. You know, and she's like, oh, don't worry. He's just an old flame. I don't care about him. I'm in love with you. That's right. And he pulls a Sammy Guevara. He's like, I got to lock this broad down. Will you marry me? I'll give up this life. We will live together. Everything, the business. I won't work for fucking Tiger anymore. We'll go do our own thing. We'll open our own wig shop or something. I don't know. And then... Get more of that echo is coming in. And then we get see this is this is why Victor is a fucking beta. He has to pull her stockings off with his hands. Yeah. Jaguar would get that toe out, whip them those stockings off. Well, Murray, if you're paying close attention, if you have the laser disc version, you can slow it down. They cut cut up the framework uh frame rate and everything, so you didn't notice this, but it did actually take four hands to get her stockings off. So he had some goon. Helping, or maybe she helped get with the sleeveless gloves. That's right. That's why they're sleeveless. That's so why you can touch. You feel need. You need tactile. You need it. You, you need feel it. the flesh. <laughs> so he gets a stock. He saw. I thought he was gonna go down on her, but he saw that fucking thatch of fucking. It's like a hedgerow. <laughs> yeah, and he's not. He's not putting his bustle in her hedgerow. <laughs> so he like starts fucking her. Like her feet are like her feet are up on his shoulders. He's fucking around the edge of the bed. We just see the silhouette. They show the silhouette of him fucking. It's beautiful. It wasn't. It was a three on the Sweden scale <laughs> it was three? for me. Yeah, I gave it a three, too, actually. Yeah. I like Darren Echoes again, though. So. So? Are we sewing? All right. So we got Jag. He's, of course, still being held captive in right. their warehouse He's surrounded and by everybody he's beating the shit out of throughout this entire movie. So they all want to get revenge on Jag because he's tied to a chair. He's your, helpless. Your favorite page boy here. He yeah. stepped up. He's got a cigarette out, and he's laughing right. up. He's being very maniacal. And uh, he's just like, you have any last wishes before we get rid of you? And he's trying to light his cigarette in just one light. Uh, yeah. Would you grant a dead man one more wish? That's what I just said. What would you like? 
I want a cigarette. So he's like going to pull a Newport out of his pack. No, 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 no. That is not my brand, sir. I don't smoke Virginia Slims. That's for women. That's right. I smoke Marlboro. Can you get it out of my my little bag, my little Crown Royal bag? He did have a Crown Royal (laughs) bag. That was great. He's like, all right, I guess. You're a dying man. I'll give you a wish. (laughs) Opens it up. You notice he looked at it, and it had an American flag on the... Yes, I did. And... He pulls my eyes like he's like, why don't you have one for yourself? This is the best shit. This smoke like a man for the first time in your life. Your so little Virginia the, Slim. The cigarette he already has had in his mouth. The f- prior frame is now gone, and he's like, I don't think I'll mind that at all. Pops one, of his Pops one in his mouth, puts one in Jag's mouth. He lights his first. The goon lights right. his. Page Boy right. lights his cigarette. Takes a drag off of it and then just dies. He just keels over. He's like, This is the fucking shit, man. Let me get you now. And he's trying to light it. And we get the, we get like a close up of his hand and he just can't do it. He can't do it anymore. And then he falls over. Like, cause at this point, we're watching this a crappy Tubi version. So there's a lot of fuck ups. Like, every. No, the YouTube, there is a YouTube version of this too. So the internet circulation of this movie is this version. Where you get like the VHS track issue going on? Yeah, yeah. It was but you crazy. also get like, like it'll just like like a, almost like a negative effect will go down the no, screen. No, that's what I meant. Yeah, and so I don't know what happened to him. He, I don't know if it blew up in his face or he got poisoned. All he his, just keels over. All of his boys start freaking out, running to his side. That gives uh, uh, Jaguar the chance. He's, he's got, got a knife in his hand. He must have pulled a knife off a of page boy. Right. And so he's going at his ropes. He gets himself freed. I don't remember if he fights much or if he just runs No, away. he fights everybody. He fights them in this. Like, <laughs> they're like in a boiler room somewhere. They are in a boiler room. And then he gets out, fights some more, punches a guy in the dick. Yeah, he Actually, there's a scene. They're, they're like, it's, I don't know where the fuck they are, but it's like a parking garage structure. I don't know what. But he, he like nonchalantly grabs a dude's dick and squeezes it while he's like hitting another guy and then they both collapse at the same time he pulled an uh, 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 uh never mind and he escapes all right so then we ha- we cut over to baron and he's calling up tiger and of course you know baron is the boss of tiger telling him i need you to send the tape uh over to harry that we have machiko in our clutches and that will force him to give up his third of the statue to me. Why would he care about Harry? Harry's never met Machiko. Again, crazy storyline here. So Victor, once again, at the bottom of the staircase, fucking uh, Tiger looking down on him, disgusted because Victor fucked up again. That's right. Guy got away. And he's like, this is going to cost you another finger unless you deliver this tape to Harry. I can do that, but in the meanwhile, all ten fingers on that step as he's begging for his life. And maybe it's prosthetic. I don't know. If, if you look at it closely, it is the scene where he was initially begging to keep his fingers. So, okay, so he's supposed to deliver it, but no, he doesn't deliver it because another robot delivers. Apparently, everyone delivers things through robot. Is there like a robot messenger service in Hong Kong in the eighties? They you don't didn't know about? have carrier pigeons. They had carrier robots. I want to point out, like. This robot is literally six inches tall. Yeah. It's not like – you might have in your head we're talking about like a, a human-sized no. robot. No, a little toy. It is like a action figure – like a, 
an 18-inch model of uh, a sound wave or something, and it's got a tape somehow in it. What, Sometimes it, it's but, on its feet. Yeah, when, it's, when it's got to deliver shit, it'll be on its back. Yeah. yeah. And so when you look down, it's so bizarre. This movie is so worth a watch just to see how bizarre it is. But this is amazing because I believe it's Harry's girlfriend, wife, that opens the door. Yes. She's like, hey, someone's at the door. Opens it. Ah! I thought more crabs would be on the floor. <laughs> the robot, here is your tape. And then drops it off. They get the big top loader VCR they got. They put it in. And then we hear. You get the close up of Harry hitting play <laughs> on it. We hear. We know this this music. We it's, it's not just the music, Murray. It's so known to our audience. The unmistakable sounds of... We even recognize this scene from another movie we covered, which we'll talk about in a second here. But then it's just the fact... Like, we didn't have audio the first time we got to see this. Now we get the audio. These torturers phoned it in. And we're going to let you listen to it now. Welcome to the world of Dino That's right, people. Dino Velvet. You know Baron and Tiger are high rollers. If they could hire D- the Dino Velvet to do their torture uh, video. I didn't realize they were paying tribute to Godfrey Ho by putting his scene in 8mm. Incredible. I didn't know the world worked that way, Murray, but here we are. And so Harry's sitting down with his girlfriend... Holding hands, eating popcorn. I there was a blanket laid out. I they might have been doing some hand stuff too. Just watching this apparent possibly smut film, but then at Snuff the film. God damn it, I did it wrong again. And then the guy, one of the torturers, turns to the camera and says, "Harry, you've got one day left. What do you tell? Him? We got one day left." I think that's all he told them. You no, know, he says we're gonna kill the woman unless you give us the. So this He's, is no. You got you're mixing things up. The Ninja Empire is all about the days. Oh, okay. This is just we want our want that piece of the statue, or we'll kill Machiko. Right, because this is Baron's people, not the Ninja yeah, Empire. Right. So Harry calls up his boy Jaguar and goes, "Look, they kidnapped Machiko. Well, we're gonna kidnap Lily. Get that bitch." Then Harry puts on his ninja gear. We get it's just a nice fucking filler scene from earlier. Got the Ginsu knife out, chops up that watermelon again. A lot of watermelon abuse in this movie. This is where we also get to see he gets the. He, I guess he had the statue out or something because you said this is the only yeah. way you'd be able to do this. Yes. He gets out a sword. He holds up his arm and he just starts bashing clang, 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 clang. his uh, arm with the sword and it's just clanging back. Yeah, because he's ready to fight. Like, he was ready to fight a few scenes earlier, and they didn't do anything. Nothing. Yeah. Anyways, we got Lily going out on the town. She's got a goon escort, of course. And they get into a taxi because, you know, they're shopping in the city. And they just driving away. boop doop 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 Got e- echoes playing again for some reason. He's like, driver, you missed that last turn. Oh, I think we're doing okay. No, I. you need to stop right now. So he pulls over. No, he swerves. Jag is a by this by the way it's jaguar everybody 
starts swerving around and everyone's freaking out. And then he stopped and he and the guy says, I'm going to get out of your car now. So Jaguar gets out and says, you may get out of my car. And they so we, we see it's a guy with glasses, a mustache, a great wig. Yeah, Sonny Bono wig. That's right. Beats the fuck out of the, the goon. And then Lily gets out of the car and we see that familiar smirk. That's and right. He pulls off the shades. Pulls off the wig, pulls off the mustache. It's Jaguar Wong. And she's just like, You're not gonna fucking pump and dump me again, are you? Like right She's enjoying she like you said, she oh, no. games. she's enjoying all of this. I'm I'm starting to realize now that earlier scene was not him forcing herself. That not was at all. that was very it. much her fantasy. She probably wrote him a letter and said, Here's where I'm gonna be. Please do this to me. Uh, so she's like, please tell me this is going to be a pump and dump. And she's bending over on the cab, lifting up her dress for him and everything. And he's like, not right now. No time for love, Miss Jones, Dr. Jones. I'm not Thanks. taking Victor Lee's seconds. So he, they go back to, uh, to Jag's place. And he's like, all right, I want you to call up Victor and let him know that you've been kidnapped. So she's like, Victor, you're not going to believe this. That sexy little Jaguar kidnapped me. What? Bastard! Because he's going to fuck up. That fog is going to fuck up Tiger's fucking plans. Victor Lee, you know, for the romantic Victor Lee is, he still sees his woman as property. You can't have my property. Jaguar is like, look, we're going to meet up at the cliffside and we're going to make the exchange Machiko for Lily. All right, and now we're jumping over. We get a nice quick little cut here of uh, Tiger getting a visit from Professor Song. <laughs> Soong. Yeah, Professor Song. And he's like, ha, ha, he's so ecstatic to see Professor Soong. I think Professor Soong's the guy that made Data in the, the Next Generation. Nice. So yeah, I believe you're right. So he probably made the little robots for them. That was like the very first robot. That was, oh my god. That was Baby Data. Damn, that's really good. And he's like, I, he's like, did you get that? Made that bomb? He's like, this is the highest. It was literally just some fake dynamite taped together with an alarm clock Wait. on top of it. It was Acme. A fucking Roadrunner level technology here. Well, this is why this is why you need to get Professor Soong. Anybody could do that, but not without a remote control. He's like, I got the remote. This control. is the best part about it. It is a time remote bomb. Yes, it can do either. And he's like, but first, remember, push the first button first, the second button second. Left, right, left, right. All right. So now we're gonna uh, have the, the the handoff. We see uh, Victor put like a kerchief on top of this woman's head, put some sunglasses on her. He's laughing. He has, he's having a great time. Oh, we'll give him a Chico. <laughs> and they've got wigs everywhere because they work for Tiger. <laughs> right. fucking- hey, Asian people do horror the market in wig shops. That's right. So that, that tracks. Had to be it. So they're like on a cliffside. One, like uh, uh, Jaguar and Lily on one side, they're on the other. They're, they're gonna like pass in the night, pass by each other. L- Lily's having the time of her life with all this. Right? She's just like, I got two men horning the fuck out for me She's right now. Such a troublemaker. She really is. She's always pitting guys against each other. Right? And yeah. Shit. No, she is trouble. So they make the switch. All right, we got Machiko back, or do we? It's one of the goons in disguise, and he finally gets his first... You know, the arc of this goon is so good because he finally lands a kick 
on Jaguar. Gets him right in the breadbasket. Right. And uh, Victor's laughing. He's like, Machiko's back at that uh, boiler room tied up to a uh, time bomb, and I have the remote right here. So Jaguar being Jaguar does a MacGyver, scans his surroundings in a millisecond of a fraction of a second, kicks a rock, trajectory perfection, microwave timing, knocks the remote out of his hand. Right. Good thing that button didn't get... And since Victor's such a bitch, he just runs away. Ah. He, he could have just picked up the remote. Well, if you saw that kind of shit, I'd be like, yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. So... Uh, Jaguar takes out the goons, jumps in his car. He Obviously, he was locked up in the boiler room, so he knows where it's at. He knows exactly where it's okay, at. Okay, we're just getting cuts of him driving and Machiko. It's literally one minute yeah. from explosion. Because it's, it's, it's the strike of midnight is when the explosion goes. I noticed they just cut so the So apparently, this cliffside was right next door to where. Uh, just on Machiko the other side. At. Yeah, just on the. That's why he picked that place for it. Jaguar makes it to they're just in the nick of time. He pulls out, just pulls a wire. It's diffused. That's it. Now we're cutting to another message for Harry. <laughs> yeah, apparently the Ninja Empire has to get to hammer you with this message. Right. So I think like the girlfriend opens like some drapes and there's like there's literally a Halloween decoration no, on their window. You're 100 percent right. Yeah. And it says. A challenge at Devil Rock. And this is where we get a nice gear up montage for uh, Harry. He's getting he, shirtless in the one scene with yeah. candles all around it's him. It's a very hard target. It is. Surrounded by candles. And he's like swiping his sword through a candle. And it's like it's right Lifting, on the Yeah, the top of the candle. Still lit. And he's yeah. moving it around so fast, but the fire won't go out. And I'm like, oh my God, the poetry. In motion. He's applying his guy liner. He's ready to go, but so is Baron. Baron's getting ready until he receives a tape from that robot. We thought this was his robot. Apparently, there was a robot service in Hong Kong. (laughs) For real. And and this is where... (laughs) This is from the Ninja Empire, because they're like letting him know that the challenge at Devil's Rock. But they're like, traitor! If you want to make up for betraying the Ninja Empire, you must commit Harikiri. And then we're just watching footage from, I'm, we're guessing, another Godfrey Ho movie. We right. see a woman ninja you know, do the Harikiri where she stabs herself in the, the, the stomach and then tears it to the side. And then we're just seeing fucking fight scenes from this fucking movie. So we cut over. Give back the statue. I am the Ninja Terminator. We got to put that in. I know you got that. You had a good dramatic pause in there, and I just didn't understand it. Um, so then we cut back over. Tiger's just walking around the dockside with his goons, and apparently, dockside smells trouble is, even this, for this the is trouble. Another one of these drug deals that apparently Jaguar knows about. He probably beat it out of Page Boy. Must have been. So the boat for the drugs is coming to Tiger, but no familiar faces on that boat. It's and, our buddy Jag. And some of the fucking goons come over and say, Jaguar's here. And he goes, Where? That guy? And sure enough, it's that guy. And we learn, this is where we learn Jaguar works for Interpol. Like, Because yes. obviously, like I said, this is another movie where um, he did work for Interpol. He didn't work for Harry at all. Yeah, unless you read the little caption they have on uh, Tubi where it says, Jaguar, a man who works for Interpol, you don't understand what the fuck Jaguar's connection with this whole thing is. And now he's going to arrest Tiger. And like the goons are ready to fight. Tiger's like, no, goons, you can leave. This is just between me and Jaguar. And this is where we see him take that toe, that big toe of his, lift it up to his head, and remove the wig. And you're like, oh, my God, these guys are on par. 
So <laughs> this is this this is where like if my mind isn't blown enough by watching this movie, I was like, oh my god! So they're actually gonna say Tiger just wore a wig just for the hell of it. I thought that you know I mean we were guessing that's supposed to be his hair, even right. as ridiculous as it looks. Right? No, he just wears that for a fashion accessory. Yes. So he pulls off his wig. He's got dark, long dark hair under it. Yeah, it's perfectly the length and cut of the wig. It's just black instead of blonde. And then as soon as the wig comes off, his white suit becomes black. <laughs> He's wearing all black except white shoes. It's so good. I loved it. I love this transformation. White shoes and white golfer gloves. Oh, yeah. With, like, playing cards, you know, from a 52-card deck. You know, that good shit. So they I, start. I, just, I really want to know. What this movie? I really want to see this movie in its right. entirety to get any kind of explanation explanation about the wig. So okay, we they they start fighting on a beach, and this is where Griff. What's a tiger's biggest weakness? Sand, sand, sand. And so this is where Jaguar. He set the he did he did a Goro's Gambit. He set the that's right. set the playing field. He knew that that was Tiger's weakness was sand. Right. He's backing them into that corner, backing them, backing them, backing them, and they're exchanging blows along. Tiger's this whole getting way. the best of them though. Yes, Tiger is getting the best of them, and it comes to they're getting right there to that beach. Uh, Jaguar gets a blow to his uh, side, and then he he looks over, sees he's got an opportunity to create some distance, jumps over this little railing into. Well, the well you're getting way ahead of yourself. Oh, I didn't. I this, thought you were just skipping. No, because this is no, because they tease you with it. It's not like out of nowhere it happens. They'll tease you where his foot will get stuck in the sand for a second, and so we're like, hmm, maybe that's his weakness. Okay, and then they'll fight. And then he'll like jump it the fucking uh, jaguar, and his feet will get stuck again, and oh, he'll have to pull him out. Okay. So they're building it up. It doesn't come out of nowhere. Godfrey Ho is setting a stage. He, he actually can tell a story in a fight. Yeah, and then so, uh, but Jaguar is getting fucked up on the beach, so he runs up these steps oh, okay. along like a boardwalk type thing. Tiger follows him because he figures I got this fucker. And then that's where he leaps off the, the edge, lands back on the beach, plays possum like he's hurt. Yeah. I mean, he did just get a blow to the kidney, so he yeah. starts arching his back, and he's like, oh, I'm in such pain. Oh, la vie. And that's when... Uh, Tiger leaps off for the killing stomp. Now He does a Street Fighter fucking torpedo Tope Sua <laughs> Kikasita on him, or does he? Yeah, he rolls out just at the last second, and then right down to his knees goes Tiger. So he's trapped, trapped. in the sand. Trapped, or he's trapped in a blood beach monster. <gasps> we don't that know. could have been that could have been it, because this is where Jaguar goes up, and they they exchange blows. They both throw killing blows. But we get to see that Jaguar landed one of the Street Fighter punches on his skull, which should have had the close up X ray, but it didn't, uh, well, because they were trying they were trying to make it seem like. You know, yeah. it was an even fight yeah. still. Yeah, well, he gets hit as well, and he rolls away. Right. And, and Tiger looks okay. And then all of a sudden, blood dribbles out of his mouth, and he falls over onto his face. I yeah. loved how he died, too, because uh, Tiger's eyes are staring at Jaguars as he passes out. It's it's good. So yeah. that's the last we ever see a Jaguar for the rest of this movie. That's His story is concluded. Bye-bye, movie. This is Now we're back to ninjas. So, all right, they're at Devil's Rock. They're all on, the, on their own rocks. They're like 100 yards apart from each other. We see them put up their piece of this. Is, you know, Whoever wins this fight gets the entire statue. Yeah. Okay. So we got Red Ninja. We got Baron in the Black Ninja. And we have Harry in the Camo Ninja. So we just get back and forth teleporting nonstop. They're just 
fire extinguishers going off. I'm sorry, 100% AW booking. We have a three-way match where two people are always fighting. When the another, when like the next person needs to tag in to do his spots, the other person disappears. Right. Just well, well, yeah, 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 exactly. Because when when Harry teleports away, Baron teleports in. Exactly. So it's almost like tag teleport. At one point, again, it's like one of the belt matches where the people will be fighting on the stage and the third guy will be laying in the ring, just set up the ladder, walk up, grab the belt. Whatever guy is not in the fight could just walk around and grab the pieces, pray, be an ultimate Terminator. We forgot to even mention there is one person who says a line in this movie, one of the veiled threats from the Ninja Empire was a guy saying, I am the Ninja Terminator. Yeah, that was the that. theme of the movie. We said that. Yeah. Okay. I said I'm, that. <laughs> you actually pointed it out. That's good because it's so hard to keep track. There's so many details in this movie. It's so much. It's heavy. So they're throwing colored smoke bombs at Red Ninja. This was the funniest part of the fight when they just start throwing smoke bombs at each other. And apparently, like I said, my my guess is when you. When you just have one piece, it's a temporary invulnerability because now the blows start cutting people. Yes. So Red gets slashed with a sword. He fucking like goes back for the uh, his his piece of the statue. Right. He's gonna try to like pray to it, get like some some temporary powers but and everything. Baron teleports in, grabs him Red by his shoulder. But then Red has, has a trap waiting or something? He has elbow spikes. Elbow spikes. Like Wolverine spikes. They come out his elbow, and he stabs Baron. Oh, okay. And it's just as about he's going to go for it. Harry teleports in, standing above him with the sword. Yeah, he's not and, falling for that trick. And Red knows he's lost. He's like, I lost face. I must commit Harry Carey. And and for his, give Harry credit, he's like, I don't want to kill you. You can join me. Yeah. And then he... Puts together the statue, the three pieces, holds it up, and Red just explodes. We just see Red exploding in the background. Because at that point, uh, the Tubi thing came up for the next movies. I had no idea what happened. I, just, I saw a poof of smoke. That's all I saw, too. Because yeah. this movie, it's like, hey, this movie is an hour and 31 uh, minutes and 22 seconds. At that exact marker, <laughs> it just stops. There's yes. no credits. There's no nothing. Yeah. Just done. That's it. Um, so that was Ninja Terminator, everybody. Yeah, it's a hell of a trip. There's a lot of fucking weird things yeah. to so look at. So for all you people who just know the Garfield meme, the Garfield gif, this is the movie. This I movie remember back in my early days of listening to well, how did this get made? They did this movie and they did it terribly. It was like a fever dream listening to them talk about it. But we, <laughs> did, we, did we do better. <laughs> uh, yeah, we did it like a Harvard fucking 101 course. It's very right. easy. It's very digestible. Good. What do they say about it? If you can teach somebody, then you know something. And we taught everybody everything. Yeah, that's what they say. That's what they say. I forgot the All right. Um, before we get into next week's movie, I just want to say pay attention Sunday. A very special tippy tap will be dropping. That's all I'm going to say about it. But you're going to want to listen to that. And that's why we're going to do a very simple movie because we're going to be putting so much energy into this tippy tap that we're going to need to just do a nice cut and dried movie. And what's more cut and dried than the kickboxer saga, Griff? We haven't done a kickboxer movie in years. Yeah. Since we did two? the we did yeah, we did one almost immediately. Yeah. And then we did two not that long after and then we haven't touched it. Yeah. So we're, 
This Who's is our star of uh, three? Sasha Baron Mitchell. Oh, okay. He's back. The guy you claim is better than Jean Claude in the Kickboxer series. I say that's bullshit. I would have to review the tape. I don't remember saying yes, that. Yes, you did. You said that. I'm not doubting you. I believe, and I also, I also believe uh, Paul London agreed with you. He might have. Paul London's a big fan of those like eighty or not early nineties yeah. uh, Family Matters sitcom. I say hogwash. <laughs> okay, it's Jean Claude or bust. Uh, I mean, I don't know why it's a very important series to us because we got the term tippy tap from, from kickboxer. Kickboxer, yeah. So yeah, it's something about the go to Brazil. I don't fuck. This is like my least favorite of the kickboxer. Uh, I think series. I'm thinking of Bloodsport too. We did that one, right? No. No, did, I don't think we've done sequel. any of this. I don't we did we, a Van Damme. We, wait, sequel. wait, you're right. We did do Bloodsport too, because there's like five Bloodsports. Yes, because it was like the Dark Kumante, yes. and it was like random jobber fights the whole yeah. movie. Okay, yeah. I know what we're talking about now. Yeah, Kickboxer Three, of course. It's uh, Sasha Baron or Sasha Baron. Sasha, Sasha Baron Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> so tune in for that. Check you out on Saturday with that tippy tap. See you next week for uh, Kickboxer 3. I think it's called The Art of War. Keep it warm.